Right, the bunch of childs. The bunch of childs are back. This side of the Mississippi, baby. That's right. What is going on, everybody? What's going on? I thought y'all more nonsense and bullshit. That's right. That's right. Fuck me, my ass, man. <laughs> so, so we got a uh, we got a lively show for you tonight. Hopefully, <laughs> we have Jason Martinez. Who you just heard his voice there? Stick to hockey podcast, ninety-seven five to fanatic, and who does the uh, Flyers pre and post game shows uh, on the radio? Who will be joining us? Obviously, we're going to talk uh, hockey with him, and we'll see what else happens. It's always a great time when Jason comes on. I think it's been a little while since we've had him on. I think it's been about a year, to be honest with you. Might yeah. be longer than that, dude. Like, have we had him on since we started doing it this way? You might. When he lost his job on the radio, he got like super busy, and then. I think he lost one of his parents during that time as well. He did, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, probably it was, like January. You're probably right. It, was, it might have been a little more than a year. December, January, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, guys. What are you drinking? We know the answer for me. I know he's got rum and coke. <laughs> Gary's got. What is it? New England workhorse, New England IPA. Nice. I'm just gonna have some Heinies today. Heinies, nice. grab a Heinies. Enjoy the headache tomorrow, Mike. <laughs> no, this is up. supposed to be to uh, Heineken. Heineken's not headache beer. Mm-hmm. I just opened up a Northeast uh, Northeast IPA, seventy-seven point one percenter. It is Wrench. It's from Industrial Arts Brewing Company. I had them before. Oh, Yo, they're a creeper. Take it easy, bro. That's good. That's a creeper. That's a nice one. Nice, nice flavor to it, man. It's not a. Uh, it's not bitter. I can't stand. Hey, Sean, the, I'm done with the bitter beers, man. I'm done with that shit. Yep. Sean, Sean made up a new, uh, a new type of IPA. No, it says it says North Northeast IPA. That's what it says on here. It doesn't it, say New England. It nah, says Northeast. It says Northeast. A few of the breweries are doing a Northeast one now too, Mike. Oh, I I always thought it was it, New it, England. It's a poor one. Hmm. I mean, this is from, they're in New York. I don't know if that has something to do with it. They're like, yeah, we're not calling ourselves in New England. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Fuck that New England. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck <maybe>. Tom Brady. <laughs> so, um. Although New England's now saying fuck Tom Brady, too. Yeah. Cuomo, Cuomo told them they didn't have to. Yeah. Yep. 
as he was sitting in the freeze frozen truck. <laughs> We're gonna do. He was, we, he was assaulting that girl. <laughs> yeah. We got a SSCS tonight. We got while you're drunk, popcorn, pop popcorn. We got all kinds of stuff tonight, so it should be a lot of fun. Should be a good show. It's gonna be a wild one. Peter's We're doing D- another segment. We're doing another special segment too. We're all gonna go over five albums that blew us away. Right. You know, it was it was funny when when Ryan came up with it because last week we did like the the top twenty one bands that mutated bands according to size. I'm like, oh, we're doing another band thing, this and that. And I wasn't really on board with it. And then like all of a sudden on Wednesday and Thursday, I started uh, <laughs> started thinking about it. And I, and then all of a sudden it was, I just went into this deep wormhole and like all I was doing was like, it consumed me just trying to think of like mm-hmm. what, what albums to put on there and yeah, it's, it's text not, messages back and forth. I'm going to be, uh, cu- I'm curious to, to, to hear what everyone, what everyone's uh, choices are on, on that. So we'll, we'll do that a little bit later, but, Let's get into the Sixers. Let's talk some uh, basketball because um, uh, they, they, Jones. they had a uh, huge win, huge win over the Utah Jizz uh, on uh, on on uh, Wednesday. So um, to close out the first half before they go in the All Star break, so a game they had no business winning. No, no, no. why not? They were, they were down all game. <laughs> it took like a a miracle three from Embiid to get in or to get to overtime. And then they poured it on in overtime. Like it was a, it was a game that like it, it had, the game had every indication that they were going to lose and somehow they ended up winning. Why? That's what like, they I paid completely the man for. disagree with that. Completely you don't think that like Embiid, like deciding to do like a step back three with right. somebody in his face, like on a fall away three off balance is like a, That's a high percentage the, shot. No, it's probably a lucky shot, but the whole game, every time it went the 10 points, they went on a run. Like, they stayed in the game. Well, they, they did were, stay. Yeah, they did. They, 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 they had as much chance to win that game as the Jazz did. Well, the funny thing is, is they stayed in the game, but every time that they knocked it down to about five, all of a sudden the Jazz would make it back up to, like, 12 or something like that. And then it was just a, a – they, they, they just kept trying to chip away, and then the Jazz always had an answer mm-hmm. the entire game until the fucking bench of all – you know, yeah, yeah. of all, you know, things came in and, and tied but the it up. But the Jazz couldn't put them away, dude. The Sixers played that game. They they almost played it like a road game. Just stay in it and give us a chance at the end of the fourth quarter. And I thought, I mean, I don't want to turn it into a thing or not, Mike, but I, I completely disagree that they had no business winning that game. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I just – yeah, I mean, it, it's it's all about perspective. I mean, I'm not – you know, I'm not trying to shit on the Sixers. Right, I'm not saying right, that they played right. a bad game. It's, it, you know, it was a great game. It was a fun game. If they win or lose, that was a great, enjoyable mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like the – just the way that they ended up getting to – you know, there's games where you – you know, where the sun shines on you and, and you end up hitting some, you know – Crazy shot. The fucking quadruple bounce that knocked them out of the playoffs. Right. Toronto right. had no business making that shot. Kawhi Leonard had no business making that shot. I Got hear where you're coming. Like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Got sh- I mean, to shoot your I, I'm shot. Not, I'm not even a fan. And Joel Embiid is just in a zone this season. He, it, there's no stopping him. Yeah, I just I just read a, read about the fact that he became the odds-on favorite. Like, yeah. something like plus 160. So, not even like – a pretty heavy favorite. Yeah, I just I had saw a LeBron that. and everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, Joel MVP'd. Um, yeah, he's he's first right now. Like Mike just said in the in the, in the rankings, I guess, or the odds, and it's uh, it's uh, 
uh, Joel, and then it's it's LeBron, LeBron and, and, then and then it's Harden. No, it's um Dame Lillard. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. they, have, they have Lillard third. Harden's five, and Don um, Doncic yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. That's no, that's, that's, that's good company, and he's number one. Yep. It's Joe. It's Jokic. Oh, Jokic. Yeah, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Jokic. Jokic is probably up there too. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jo- Jokic is four. Yeah, yeah. He's number one in all that company. I was that company. I always mixed but them that's, up. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing about that is? Um, well, not funny, but the um, the interesting thing about what Embiid's doing is he played against probably the top two defensive centers the last two games, and he dominated both of them mm-hmm. between Turner and Gudere. Bear or whatever. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think about it. Even like like Anthony Davis. Like they didn't play last year because he was with the Lakers, but like he dominates Anthony Davis every time they played. Yes, yeah. Like when he was with the Pelicans. It's, um, a, it's almost like he, he takes his game to another level when he knows that he's got something to prove. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that coach he's playing for that helps. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Different. Like yeah. there's just a, there's just a different vibe with the whole team. Like they they all know what they're supposed to do, where they're supposed to be. Like they've completely bought in with Doc Rivers. Mm. Yeah, got, I mean if if yeah. if they got anything remotely close to what you were hoping from somebody like Danny Green, right? It, yeah. it, and and if Kerry kind of like played the way that he played at the beginning of the year, because like it's the they the only problem with that team is that there's. You know, Embiid's obviously amazing. Um, Harris has been can, uh, pretty solid, almost hey, he's con- having, very I, consistently I, solid. I would say he's pretty close, if not surpassing a career year right now. He's, he's right. having a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. So, um, Simmons, I would say about 75% of the time is really good. Mm-hmm. The other 25%, eh. And then the rest of those guys, it's almost like a coin flip. You got mm-hmm. guys like Kerry. Danny Green's like 25, 20%. You got guys like Moss who could light it up. Shake Milton's been somewhat <laughs> consistent, but every once in a while he's yeah. throws in a clunker. Thibault's defense is awesome, but, you know, offensively. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. Can't shoot. Yeah. yeah. So there's just so many of those types of guys on this team. It's just like if they all kind of figure it out, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. They're already the top team in the East, so. They still got to make a move, man. They got to make oh, a move. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I just wanted to hit up uh, or hit on uh, Steve's uh, comment. He just dropped in the, the uh, chat room there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell um, gets ejected at the end of the uh, fourth quarter of the of the uh, Jazz Sixers game and throws a tantrum and, like, you know, hits the Gatorade cooler, hits some random dude who's just sitting on a chair. Yeah, no, he did. No, to his defense, he did go. He up did go over, over, but you know, yeah. like you know, what the fuck? you know, I don't, I don't want to hear that. That that you know, that that the foul shot disparity and, and all this, like like somebody took you shot got up threes. You shot up. You shot fifty fucking three pointers. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get fucking. You're not gonna go to the line. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's their game. You know, that's kind yeah, of their game. That's, like, yeah. You looked at the game. I mean, the, the field goal percentage, the, the foul shot disparity, the turnovers, everything looked the, the, the Sixers' way. But they sucked from three, mm-hmm. and the Jazz are just amazing from three. I mean, and, it, it's 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 right there. It's right in front of you what the Sixers' strength is. 
and so it's not a it's not a uh, you know it's not a anomaly that that they got you know that they're a team that's going to score in the paint. They're a team that's going to get to the foul line. They're, you know what I mean? They struggle from three. They've had they've done that all year. When you we we thought they were getting some shooters on this team. And, and yeah, look, I don't get that. And, and look, the, you know, Seth Curry's been again, like Mike said, inconsistent. He's, I guess, overall. I mean, I've been I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with Curry. I think overall, I, I'm glad they signed him. I, I will say that I'm glad they have him on this team. I think he's I think he's a good player. Um, Danny Green has just been abysmal. Uh, I mean, he's been horrible. So he hasn't been that good defensively think, either. No, defensively, he's horrible. I think that's the problem with them right now: the fact that you have to start Seth Curry and Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Like one of them guys need to come off the bench. Uh-huh. Danny Green, like, like it's kind of the JJ Redick factor. If, if you ask me, like when JJ Redick was here, yes, like when he was hot, he lit it up, right? But they never took advantage of J.J. Redick's best aspect. Like, J.J. Redick off the bench is where you would really have taken advantage of him. Dang. Because you're yeah. off the off the bench, you're not worried about that defense a lot. Go in there and hit some shots. That's all we need you to do. And, you know, they, they, again, they got to make a move, man. They but the, problem, move. the problem is, is what move can they make? Like, what can they give up? What are they going to be able to give up? To make a move that well, doesn't impact their depth or doesn't. Well, I was I was going to say Danny Green would look really good starting for the Toronto Raptors. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> you do that. Yeah, I mean, man. we talked we talked about the fact that yeah. like yeah, him, somebody like Maxi in a first rounder or something for Lowry, and that's still giving up a pretty decent amount for a uh, older player on that contract. Maybe they do something like that. The the article that I read about talked about giving up Curry and Green and a first rounder or something. No, that's like, wow, yeah. that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, that's a bit much. Um, Doris Burke had something to say about it. It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that uh, Doris Burke, she's she's awful. You ever see her with that glasses on though? No. <laughs> she's pretty hot. Uh, Is she? Yeah, it's pretty hot. Uh, pretty hot. Uh, All right. Well, whatever. Doesn't make yeah. her a good announcer. <laughs> She's a good analyst. She knows her game. She knows the game. I just, I, I, guess. I, I just don't yeah. like. She, I, I hope I, I, list. I hope we don't get killed for this. But does anybody else have a like? Does it bother anybody else listening to a woman call a basketball game? No, not bad. No, I, I'm not bothered it's, by it. Not by basketball. It right, depends I'll, on. It depends I'll on. Shut up. No, I mean Ryan. I. Somebody like Doris Burke, it just seems like she's trying too hard, or there's just something about the way Burke. the way that she's doing it. It's not just yes. when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. I don't know. Burke. I just I can't. I don't like her. I don't like Susie Colbert, Ooh. like Aaron Andrews and stuff like that. Now I guess they're not calling. They're the not calling the game, but I don't know the football. When I've heard when I've heard football games, uh, that I I couldn't really. Right back. I gotta take this. Right. I, that I couldn't really get behind, I guess. Um, but the baseball, I had no problem with it. Uh, you know, ESPN has has the one that, that does it. Uh, basketball, I had no problem with it, and I've never well, heard of Hatcher for the Flyers. That, she does a good job. She's not. She she's doesn't not call. She not calls the game. Oh, right. yeah, she does a lot more than she definitely does the job. Fuck her right in the pussy. Sure. <laughs> get it all over her shorts. Uh. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, that's. I guess we're not getting her on the show anytime. <laughs> um. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Here's to you, Miss Hatcher. Uh, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Bury that hatchet. Uh, I guess fucked up. But no, I mean, I guess I haven't heard too much of the the women announcing. I don't have a problem <laughs> with it. I just. As long as they're, as long as they're doing it, in a that's why I don't think like I, I don't know I'm 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 a little surprised like I I I like Doris Burke I her voice gets on my nerves a little bit she does talk a lot like she she what is, woman does it <laughs> it's true am I lying no it's 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 true but I don't, I have no problem. Like I said, I'll shut up. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just I don't have any problem with her. I, I think she knows the game. I think she does a decent job, and I think she's well respected because she knows the game. <laughs> uh, Steve, you guys are gonna get with that. That's over now. If you guys uh, were going to get away with this, with that's this, over now. That's over now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so. You know what? While while we are talking about the Sixers, before we wrap up the Sixers, because we do have a lot to get to before Jason comes on tonight, um, real quick, because we didn't get a chance to, to bring this up last week, the Sixers second half schedule came out uh, last week. Well, I mean, it's been out, right? Or did uh, it just... uh, two weeks ago, the second half schedule. No, they didn't actually even announce what the schedule nope. was. It was announced. Yeah, like, I, oh, this I, shit. I, yeah. No, they didn't because they didn't know what they were going to be going through with COVID and shit. Well, yeah, I get that. I didn't know that they they announced the first half schedule and then they were going to announce the second half later. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right. So, so it's a tough one. It's it's tough. So um, yep. you know, I'll, I'll run through really quick. Bulls versus Spurs, Knicks, Bucks. But here's where it gets kind of crazy. So you got the Bucks, you got the, the the Kings. You know, okay, and the Knicks are playing decent. The Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets. That's a tough stretch. That's a really tough stretch there. There's a chunk. There's a chunk towards the end of the uh, end of March too, where they start a ten to twelve road uh, game road. Yeah, it's game. one, two, three, four, five games in a row. Is the Knicks, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, all on the road? All on the road, and then uh, they played. Yeah, the Cavs. that's the West Coast trip. Yeah, yeah, the Cavs, who they yeah they lost against the Timberwolves. God damn it! I don't the fucking Cavs, man. That's the second time yep. they beat them this year. That mm-hmm. they oh. The Timberwolves—they haven't played Minnesota yet this year, right? The Timberwolves. No. So they got the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, um, the Celtics, and then they, there's a three-game stretch again: Celtics, Pelicans, Thunder, Mavericks. Four on the road. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you're getting towards the end here. You got the Nets, Clippers, Warriors. And it gets tough again. Suns, who are a good team. The Bucks, the Bucks, the Thunder. Eh, you can beat the Thunder. You got a back-to-back home and home against the Hawks. Then you wrap up we'll the always, season. Wrap up. Go ahead. What's that? Well, we'll always play them tough for some reason. Yeah, Atlanta's not doing as well. They're surprisingly bad this year. Yeah, yeah. they just fired their coach. Yeah. Well, some you know, uh, I, I gotta remember. I gotta look it up. A hockey coach just got fired last night. Calgary Flames. Yeah. Got fired after a big blowout win. <laughs> then he got fired. <laughs> like how do you... they brought Ron Sauter back? Ron Sauter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then they wrap it up with the Bulls, Spurs, Rockets, all on the road. Pelicans, Pistons at home, at the Pacers, at the Heat, and then home and home against the Magic to end the uh, end this, end this season before they end as the number one seed going to the playoffs. Hopefully. 
Hopefully, man. <laughs> I, what, how many how many wins do you think it takes? What are we looking for? Uh, for I'm number gonna, one, for number one seed. Yeah, I'm gonna say 50, 51. I was gonna say you can't lose another. I mean, they can lose. If you ask me, they can lose ten more games. I was gonna say I was gonna say about eight, like because the Nets are coming on. Yeah, the Nets are the Nets are scary. I mean, they they're about to sign Blake Griffin too. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Yeah, I mean, he might like, actually be pretty decent with them though. Yeah, it gives them something on the inside, dude. And it gives them a more of a – well, if they start them, right? It, it, they, they have no – He can shoot, too. He's another three-point shooter for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really worried about Blake Ritten looking and shooting threes. He might end up wide open, though, Mike. If you're covering Joe Harris, you're covering that other idiot that's on there. Be, um, he'll be wide open. Fuck with my ass, man. Shit. I think the Sixers should sign him just so the Nets don't. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> I like the shit at the, shit at the end. <laughs> my ass, man. Shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, did you guys know that the, uh, the pool in the Titanic is still filled with water? Shut up, Sean. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. We good? We good on the Sixers for now? Best I'm part of the, the boat sank. You never you – never, how many wins do you think it takes? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I said they can't – I said eight, eight more losses. That's Mike. all they can take. Mike? Yeah, it's, that's, about, that's about where I'm at. I don't think they get first. I think they get second. I, you know what? I'm just surprised at how the Nets are doing it. Mm. Like, they still have – they have zero depth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Durant's hurt. All right. I will say this about the Nets, though. Like, you've you've even seen it with Harden in the past in the playoffs. Like, he kind of fizzles out in the playoffs. I don't know if – and this may be me being a Sixers fan saying this, but I don't know if they're – Built for the playoffs. Pardon the pun, hardened. You know what I mean? Kyrie Irvin has a, a shoulder thing. He's always got a, uh, an ankle or a hamstring thing. Kevin Durant did like this. The, the one time hand, he did it was with the Warriors. Right. That this hamstring thing is lingering now, which is usually a common thing when you come back from an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And, again, James Harden will play 50 minutes a game if, if he needs to, but he kind of, the past few years, he fizzles out in the playoffs. Like, you see the fatigue in him. So, yeah, he's old and tired. I, I that's one thing that that's kind of a silver lining to me. With, with... Yeah, but you know what? The, the other thing is, is and it sucks because I don't think they're going to do it, but getting that number one seed and having Milwaukee and, and the Nets play each other would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. way you ain't going to go through both of them? Yeah, let them beat yep. each other up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, you know, second half is going to be fun. Uh, like you said, it's it's a, it's a really tough schedule, but just gonna find out a lot about them. Yep, for sure. And hey, for the most part, you know, real quick, agreed. The first half grade, what would you give them? An A. Uh, they exceeded my expectations. I didn't think they were. Gonna, uh, I didn't. I said they're going to. No, look, the season's not over. But I said they were going to finish as a three seed because I just thought they were going to take them a long time to kind of get going. I was wrong, man. They they, they hit the ground running. Now, they've had their lulls, but every basketball team's going to, especially 72-game season. But, 
you know, that happens. Imagine if it, imagine if it wasn't a COVID thing, dude. They lost, they probably lost four games because of because COVID. COVID. Yeah, because Simmons wasn't there, and and uh, they were undermanned for a couple games. There was two games where they had eight guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I, I Man, was going really? back, I, I was yeah. going back and forth oh. between A minus and A. You know, a couple clunkers this and that, but it, what it comes down to. They're in first place at the second half, and none of us expected them there. Mm-hmm. They're way exceeding expectations. It's an A. It's a it's a solid A. Mm-hmm. No. All right, cool. They have a legitimate. I mean, I don't want to keep going, but they have a legitimate shot at MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year has got to be in consideration for sure. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, what were they like the sixth seed or something last year? And now they're the one yeah. seed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's a big jump. I mean, they made some changes, obviously, personnel-wise, but that is, that is a, quite a jump for them. Yeah, but, I mean, even even without it, I mean, every one of them, every one of their big three is playing better this year. Mm-hmm. And Tob- Tobias Harris taking over that game in overtime. Was yeah, Harris was is, Harris has been the, the X factor, really. I mean, he's yeah. – And we called it, though. Like, when, when they signed Curry and Green, like, we called it that he's not their number one shooting option anymore. Yeah. And that's – that's, like – the pressure's off him. Like and, he's just playing. And under Doc Rivers' scheme, we thought that Tobias had a chance to do something different here. Mm-hmm. Because Brett Brown just—I don't know what it is, man. He just—he had this certain way. He was—he had the Doug, the the Doug Peterson syndrome. He just didn't want to get out of his I own wanna, way. I want to build a bomber. I want to build a bomber. <laughs> Give me a bomber. I want to shoot it from downtown. What is shit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what. He's in trouble. Yeah. Or he's getting a blowjob. <laughs> Shouldn't take long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Flick that bean, yeah. All right, let's Look, do some. he's done already. <laughs> Open your mouth wide and take it. Open your mouth wide and take it. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> hey, guys, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, what's going on? All right, SSCS time. Seeming strong, <laughs> cocksucker, all the week. And this is why. You cocksucker! I'll punch you in the mouth! Mike, you want to go? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I thought about the the Texas-Mississippi mass mandate thing. Mm. But you know what? I think I'm going to do – I'm going to go with the, the – just the social media fake news or just the um, outrage and everything that just goes on with every single thing that happens. The Mr. Potato Head thing, mm-hmm. the Dr. Seuss books. Like, it, no one reads a thing. Nobody does a thing. Everyone just kind of, you know, hears one whisper of one iota of something that happens and just absolutely goes fucking berserk about it. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes on here and, like, then it's a political thing and it's this and it's that. It's just like, like, be, everybody just needs to calm down and everybody this fucking false reporting all this shit just it just needs to stop what it's kind exhausting of, what kind of world do we live in when you have to take dr seuss books off the shelf but a song but a song called wet ass pussy is the number one song in the country yeah but you know what the thing is is it like was it technically taken off the shelves was it fully taken off the shelves? No, not fully it? but ebay like, and, and amazon took certain books off yeah but you know what the thing is is that you know i just read and Rachel posted, and I know that Rachel's kind of definitely on one side of the, the spectrum. She posted something about the fact that it wasn't anybody else. It was the own the owners of the Dr. Seuss books that took it off the shelves that looked at it and said, eh, this might not be the best 
thing in this day and age to be putting on the mm -hmm. shelf. So it wasn't, and it happened a year ago. And it's just kind of, I guess, because Dr. Seuss Day came up and it was like, everybody talked about schools banning. Apparently it was like one sector of like Virginia or something that did it. And it just became this viral sensation. It became much more blown up than it really needed to. That's... Like these books have been out for fucking years. They're classics. Now all of a sudden they're going to cause a problem. Get out of here with that fucking. But again, I don't know if it's causing a problem. It sounds like here. it's just like it's it's just it's a like a media small, driven like one, thing. One yeah. tenth or one hundredth of a percent. Yeah. It's media driven, and then all of a sudden, like it catches on social media, and everybody hears Doctor Seuss banned and just goes berserk, and it becomes that's because they got some. Thing. They got a cocksucking millennial as their fucking public relations guy. Let's get them off the shelves. Let's stir this up. Let's start it. Get out of here with that. <laughs> them books alone. Yeah, cocksuckers. Leave those books alone. That should be the name of the, the show. Leave those books alone, <laughs> you cocksuckers. You cocksuckers. <laughs> so anyway, that's, you know, it's not even the books. It's not the, it's it's just the. The people. Just the fucking, Fuck just the people. people. Social media. People in general. Seeming swallowing cocksucker all the hey. week. And this I is think why. we just explained you, you that one. I'll punch you in the mouth. Go ahead, Rye. Uh, I'm going to go with, um. So uh, last night, that I mean, that game with the Jazz and the Sixers. Um, but overall, in the NBA, the fucking – it's every fucking foul call. There's somebody. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, it's every fucking whistle. Every single whistle. Complaining. Like, yeah. Right. Like, I, the refs are not going to get every call right. They're also not going to get every call wrong. Like, you could call a foul on every single play that goes into the post. Mm -hmm. Every single play. Yeah. You know what? It, it, you know who's one of the worst of it? That that Tice guy from Boston. Oh, my God. Like, it, talk about a semen swallow cocksucker. Like, that dude just, like, everything. It's just like, dude, stop. You know who's really bad with it, too, is Luka Doncic. LeBron's bad, too, with it. LeBron's yeah, really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always crying. He's always acting like he just broke an arm when he falls. Uh, holding his head. <laughs> Somebody blows on him and he fucking like yeah, you know, he's... act like he got shot. And that's why people don't like him is because he's a fucking. And he's another like he's one in particular. Like they're not gonna let a call go on you, right? So stop fucking bitching. Right. right. Like, no, you, I mean... get, you get ninety. You get ninety percent of the calls that you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. That's so why he does it. He's going to be doing it for that reason, bro. Well, he's he's he's, he's, he's playing to win. He's playing to win. He's working the refs because that's what gives him the competitive mm -hmm. advantage. For in in a sense, I I get it, but Fucking it's still bags. It's still annoying. Seeming swallowing cocksucker all the week, and this is why you cocksucker. I'll punch you in the mouth. Gary, do you have one? I do. All right. You guys are going to be a little upset with this one. Carter Hart for his in-net in struggles. Come on, buddy. You're the only one that's there. going to be upset with that, man. You're the one to call the multiple events and trophy winners. Hey, it's story. His skates never story. touched the ice at the Wells Fargo Center. And this dude said multiple events <laughs> and the trophy winners. Why is he an right. SSCS of the week when his last start was a shutout? Well, well you know. <laughs> just got to, you know. <laughs> yeah, even the blind squirrel gets a knot. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, so now he's just a blind squirrel? Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't say any of that. Gary. Relax. What are you, did you just call him a nut? The fuck? <laughs> English, motherfucker, do you speak All it? All right, let me go. He's like a in the wind swaying around back and forth. All the week. And this is why. You cocksucker. <laughs> I'll punch you in the mouth. Mine, Let's shake Milton. Mine is uh, less. <laughs> Les Miles, the former LSU coach, um, nice. but a bunch of stories. Well a bunch of stories came out where basically he was inviting like underage girls to his to his uh, dorm, his office, or whatever, and sending them inappropriate text messages, and and then have them come into his uh, room. And apparently, like first of all, why would you go to a, Why would you? Right why would you go to this guy's room? I know, like, oh, it's the football coach. But, she but, said she was 18, Your Honor. Who but, am I to call her a liar? So he's talking about, like, under 18? <laughs> like, underage. Yeah, they were underage. I mean, you know. And... Well, underage is under 21, Sean. No, uh, is it underage? Underage. 18, I mean, it, it doesn't make him any less of a scumbag, but at least is, is he a oh. criminal or is he just a scumbag? No, I think it's just – he, no. he okay, he's just a scumbag. He didn't do anything – he didn't uh, rape him or anything like that. He didn't do right. – but apparently he he's would have – he would He's have a dirty them, old man. He would have them come into the room, and like apparently they would feel really uncomfortable. Like he would say or do un, un, like really kind of weird things, and um, so he's being called out on the carpet for it. And these, these are stories apparently for years. I mean, this has been going man. on for a long time ago. I mean, obviously, this you know since he was the coach, he's not the coach anymore of LSU. This is while he was a coach. So but the stories are now dirty. coming out. So you dirty, oh, dirty, dirty old man. Yeah. Oh, he finally retired. What did he retire? Yeah, he's not the. It's um. What's his face? Um, He's friends with Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming back. Oh man! <laughs> nah, it's it's um. He got he was fired back in like I don't know thirteen or fourteen. They got that dude that talks like Yosemite Sam now. Yeah, um, that's uh, Ed Orjon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that, that's what I think we're gonna do with him. <laughs> Well, we did some good recruiting. That's why we won the national. So you don't use it. Sounds like he's gonna have a heart attack. Fucking oh, yeah, yeah. Ratchet rabbit. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna get my rifle and I'm gonna shoot him. This <laughs> one <laughs> 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 God damn, she's my sister's cousin's uncle's wife's sister's brother. See uh, what happened here is I got this job because my, my gosh. fucking my sister and my sister is the head of the uh, planning uh, department. She's got my goddamn wife. Just kick your sister in the chin already. Yeah, a- you know, my, my brother got my sister pregnant and and now that that, that kid is now my my my, my, my uh, he's he's my love child. Spit it out, you cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that Orjon's trying to do. For the world. All right, so uh, I'm going to get my rifle. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> 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 that's what I missed. <laughs> Mike leaves and comes back. We're still doing it. Actually, right. I see we're on the same topic from yeah. like two minutes ago when I got my beer. So, so uh, while we're talking about the Eagles, <laughs> while we're talking about football, you gonna suck it? 
<laughs> the uh, ain't gonna suck itself. The the Eagles uh, are uh, they made some moves or are talking about making some moves. Uh, I think the big one of the week is Jason Kelsey, and the only official one really is Jason Kelsey is returning for one more year. I don't know about you guys, but I got it. I, I, uh, I, I Jalen Hurts has got to love that idea. I was worried about that. We I, we went back and forth about it in our group chat uh, a couple weeks ago. I was worried about having to replace a center. First of all, he stole an, an All Pro center, and he still they don't miss back. games. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't get hurt. Miss games. Even dude, he he even got hurt no, last he year in the one game. He just doesn't. He, he just doesn't, doesn't come, come out. out. Uh, Spray Windex on it. I'm going back out. Straight up. You're getting Lane Johnson back. Maybe Brandon Brooks if if they bring him back. Um, if they don't cut him or whatever. You know, the, you have a lot of holes on this team. You can you can still draft the center late in the draft or whatever, but he doesn't have to come in and start right away. It just makes I don't know. It made me feel a little bit better knowing that. And yeah, and, I don't even and, know if you need to, if it needs to be late in the draft. I mean, he can still tutor like. They want to get a, a guard center, something like that, mm-hmm. in the third round. I'm. No, I wouldn't mind it in the second round. Like, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I, second, I mean, centers in the second round is a little early usually. But it, it, I hear that. But what they have so many holes that it, giggity, if giggity, there's a giggity. if there's a big holes in her underwear. If, but if there's a guy in the second, <laughs> if there's a guy in the second round where you're like, oh wow, he's still there. Take them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, I mean, if yeah, if it's if it's a guard, like I said, a guard center combo, or if there's like a, you know, a pouncy type center, you know, first round talent center that's there in the second round. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, uh, Dave. I think Dave, you'll see that in two years. Dave, we could do another. We could do a whole show on that. So, Dave, Dave's question uh, for those who can't see: How long will we have to wait to have a winning football game, a winning football team again in Philly? And uh, yeah, I think you're looking at about three years. So, I mean, yeah, I would say that in the third oh, year, if, if if they if things go right and they get themselves out from under this, it, it's, see, that's yeah. where I come in with this. Like, I'm not saying I hate bringing J- Jason Kelsey back, but you're hearing they they, they restructure Brandon Graham, they restructured Darius Slay, that, that they're probably going to restructure Lane Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's the same, like. Are we going to be in this thing. hole? Are we going to be in this hole in four years again? The only thing, the only thing with Kelsey is they have to have tent poles, right? Because there's there's so many needs on this team that like it's going to be decimated. So they have to have tent poles somewhere. So, so then blow not, it the but, fuck up and just fix well, it. Well, yeah, I get that, but you can't you can't get rid of everybody and start all over. Why? It's because it doesn't work. You well, it doesn't matter if it works this year. You can't do that. Why? You, you gotta have some because, some stable. You gotta have some pieces. Still. Okay. You, 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 you I, gotta I, have somebody to teach the new guys that are coming I, in. Like, I understand that. So, so like, Brandon Graham on the line, on the one line, Kelsey on the other line. You know that that's that's good for you know Lane Johnson, obviously. That's, that's leadership. That's good. You know, you have to have some leadership, especially when you're you're going to get younger. I mean, they can't spend any money this year, so you have to, you're going to be a much younger team this year. Um, 
you know, so uh, you have to have some sort of stability. It just scares me. It just scares well, me. Like, so I was, I was just like, going to say it, this. It, it seems like the same. It seems like they're they're getting back into the old habits of kicking the can. Like they're they're they have the opportunity to get it out from under, kicking the can down, all the kicking the can down the road, and instead of like getting out from under it, they're they're kicking they're, the can down. They're creating the road again. it. They're creating the the same scenario two years from now. Right. It's just scary. scary. The, the the cap situation here in this team is so bad. There's, you got to start somewhere. You got to do something somehow. I mean, you you got you're going to have uh, rookies coming in. You might sign a few free free agents. You got to have money to pay some guys. You know what I mean? Because in your eyes, you're going to try to put something together where you can at least compete. The thing with you know Ke- I mean? so the thing, yeah, I and I agree. I, I think the thing though, Ryan, with, with Kelsey, I'm not worried about it with him because he might only have one more year and he's done. So that's like, a good point. And you know, like I'm not and Brandon Graham Kelsey in particular. And Brandon Graham's getting up there. I, I, you know, he probably isn't going to retire in a year, but he's getting older. Where when it's time for that big money, you you can then cut him loose. Darius Slay bothers me a little bit. He yeah. just came here. And now you're and now you're restructuring him already. Yeah, that which means f- you're probably stuck with him for another three years. Yeah. And I'm no, not Slay, saying, no, I'm Slay not Slay saying he's, right. He like I'm not saying he's not a good player, but he's getting to that age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's not big play Slay no more. Well, I, I wouldn't say that he's he, not. He was well, one of the, he might be. He was still he one of the top. Be. He was really good. He was last really year. good last year. He was a, he was a top in the top tier cornerback last year. You get somebody on the other side that could play, and you it's know, just he, when it's just when the Eagles are viable again. Where's he at? Randall, we this agree. Thing, like, Randall said it's going to be a bum season. I I don't think any of us disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm like, screw it. If it's going to be bad, make it terrible and, and blow that's it up. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Michael. But, but I get like, gonna... you're, but the organization's not going to see it that way. The organization's going to try and compete, and that's why they're going to restructure contracts and do all this shit. And you also what don't, I'm, you I'm, also don't want to get hurts killed though. Yeah. What I'm interested right. in seeing is how, how in the modern NFL, the young coach, because our coaching staff is extremely young. How do they are they able to adjust and adapt? To the crap that they were handed. Well, I mean, how did Doug Peterson adjust to the crap that he was handed to win a Super Bowl? What two years in? Doug yeah, Peterson but... had a potential franchise quarterback, though. Yeah. And well, we don't, we don't again, know. we don't we know. know. You don't know, dude. That's the only thing. Like to, to go back to Dave's question, and we said this: the best thing that can happen is that Jalen Hurts comes in and just. I mean, all, you see him working hard, like, and we always see it, especially in this town. Like, everyone gets so hyped up over over practice videos and, and and all this stuff. And the guy's working hard, and and he's he seems like a really good kid. He seems like a smart kid. Um, comes from a good good college program. Hard worker, well hard work. Absolutely, I think he has a lot of respect already as a rook as a rookie last year. I think he gained a lot of respect for for the role he had to take. You know, he should have honestly, all things considered, he should have been starting after game eight. Last year, that's how bad right. Wentz was. He took so a with this coaching staff. Sorry, Sean, but no, with no. this coaching staff, I want to see him progress. Right. That that's that's what you when you say, all right, this coaching staff might be able to do something. Mm-hmm. Like if he progresses this season, who knows? Yeah, yeah I, you know, I think the best that like of all that stuff you're hearing and all that stuff you're saying, I think the biggest thing um, that keeps you optimistic about Hurts a little bit is um his confidence. Apparently, I mean, I think it was Kelsey who said it. From day one when he started, like, he came into the huddle and he dominated. Like, he 
uh, what's the word? He, he fuck, what's the word? Commanded the huddle. He commanded. He commanded. Motherfucker, do you yeah. speak it? No, Ryan, be careful, man. You, if you don't get your saying right, Sean's yeah. gonna kick you out again. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate it. But he commanded the huddle, and um, you know, he made apparently he made eye contact with all of them. Like that huddle was his. So, like the confidence that you hear that he has. <laughs> 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 but um, again, that the, the what you, that, that's the word you keep hearing over and over about him is how confident he is in his abilities. So, yeah, so for the best, that's good. But he might not even be the starting fucking quarterback. So, yeah, they could still draft somebody at six for all we know. They could bring Ryan Fitzmagic in. I think he has. A, <laughs> I think he has a good chance, though. I would. I would look. We're, we, we're going to have a lot of draft talk coming up. You know, we haven't even touched it yet. But I think it, since you drafted him in the second round, you trade it once away. The way I look at it, um, personally, if give the kid a shot, if Hurts isn't the answer, then you're going to be picking in the top yep. five again next year. Then you take a quarterback. If he exactly. is the answer, and you see, just build weapons around him. You right. you have you have three guys that can really help your offense at the skill position. Two two, two maybe three wide receivers if you're going to yeah. include Waddle in that. And and a tight end who seems like he's a game changer. So you can really immediately impact that offense and help him out because you need weapons because you don't have any. You have nothing. But but, but honestly, how's it that the, I mean we all know Jalen Hurts is athletic. If anything, he's athletic. He's he could be a playmaker. His passing accuracy is the problem. Right. So, but how does this offense look on it? Like you got Jalen Hurts starting. Um, Miles Sanders and. Miles Sanders, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Rager. I feel a lot better about that that's than speed. Greg, Greg Ward and Fulgen. Yes, that's speed and athleticism all across the board, man. Don't forget you're going to have what you call it, too, the guy from uh, – he sat out last year. Got, got, uh, Goodwin? Oh, Colston. No, we got him from uh, the Good, 49. Goodwin. Oh, I thought he's – they're oh, going to cut him. Yeah, I, they're probably going to cut they're, him. They're probably going to cut him. Yeah, and um, he's, and he's – Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know. I, I can't say with 100% certainty, but I really, really may consider not watching a football game if they draft Trey Lance or whatever that North Dakota State quarterback is. Yeah, you do if that. If they draft uh-huh. him, I, I, I may Justin not watch Field. Even Justin Fields. Ohio State quarterbacks don't transition well in the NFL, man. Hey, you leave Bobby Holing out of this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, the last Ohio State quarterback that was. There what? There's not one. They don't do well in the NFL. What do you guys think um, about Derek Barnett being let go? Possibly. He's going to he's going to be due ten million dollars this yeah, year. It's fine. He's a bust. He's a bust. It would put him in the top fifteen uh, range of of, of uh, defensive linemen. Um, right now, I think he's he's ranked like fifty fourth. I mean, I'd like to have him here. I don't want him here for fifty-four uh, for ten million, though. Yeah, um, he's they, but he's he's hurt a lot. He takes stupid penalties. He doesn't I, make he doesn't make enough plays. Like he makes a play I, here and there. I, yeah, I, just sucks giving up on a first round draft pick like that. I, but so personally, I think Josh Sweat is the better choice, and he's cheaper. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're not losing much between the two of them, right? And Josh Sweat's relatively young too, right? Yeah. Like I love that pick when they picked him, but yeah, uh, 
deep. It, I know, he, looks part like, of like, he looks like a bust. Yeah, it's part of probably my issue. Is so like, he goes I, to another team. Yeah. Who? Um, Sweat? No. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Part of the, pack, the Packers will pick him up and he'll, he'll, fuck it, he'll blow it up. What do you? Uh, what about Bernie Graham? Do you, do you want I'm, them to keep him? I like that idea. I you think, um, said, yeah, yeah are, like he's he's the one veteran to me that I I don't care if his play deteriorates. I want to see him retire an eagle. He that play he made it to win the Super Bowl. Like like we don't win the Super Bowl. He doesn't make that play. Tom Brady was going to take them down the field and score. I feel the same way about Jason Kelsey. All right, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the, oh Kelsey. Like I'm not saying. Oh, that. I, I get what you're you, saying. You know what I mean? But Brandon Graham. Oh Kelsey. Ah. Oh. Fuck with my ass, man. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Graham's the one I want to see. Um, like that sentimental thing. I want to see him retire an eagle. Grab a hold of this Viking beard, boy. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm weird like that with him with Kelsey only because you know he. Man, the guy's speech. It's the speech, dude. It's all that. It's everything. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's the way he plays, the leadership. He's he's always open about everything. He's one of he's the. A, he's a he's a Philly guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I seen, I, yeah. I seen a meme. I seen a meme today on. Um, it's it's Jason Kelsey at the podium, and he's in the mummers get up right, and it says Eagles restructuring contracts. It's the whole damn team. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That was uh, great, man. I'll never that forget that, man. That was, dude. He was crowd surfing, like he was hammered. Uh, he was yeah, he was hammered, dude. It was great. Yeah, dude. He's I'll never really forget not. that. He's he's sitting there and he's holding back. He's holding back. He doesn't want to curse. He's he's saying every other word. It's like freaking, freaking. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he lets out one f bomb, and, and then, then it was just, and then he kept going. Up, yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, it was great. Yeah. You see Jay Ajay like. <laughs> loving it man that was awesome yeah I, I, you know I, I'm glad he's back I'm glad they're going to keep him and hopefully he retires as an eagle I know you don't care about the sentimental thing it's with Kelsey though with me yeah like I'm like I don't want to see him play somewhere mm-hmm. else unless he just retired that would have been one thing I mean you know what are you going to do but yeah I, I think this is going to be it for him though I'm actually surprised yeah. I'm surprised because what he knows what the city he's not a dummy no one's a no one on the team is looking at. Th- I don't know. Maybe when you're playing on teams, it's different. But like, you know, you're you're having a transitional period. You have a new coach, a new quarterback, all this stuff. It's like, I'm probably not going to win this year. But you know, fuck, I'm going to play. Well, all but said it. Mm-hmm. All but said it was going to be a tough year. Yeah. You know. So the thing is, is like I, you know, I'm always the numbers guy, and I'm always the one that's going back to it. These guys that you're paying this year, like if you're saving the money this year. You're you're able to allocate it like they they allocated money from this year to build the cap down that they knew was bad this mm-hmm. this coming year. So the money that they're not using this year. So if they didn't keep Kelsey, if they didn't keep Graham, that money would help them to kind of get out from under where they are more quickly. That's the one side of the other side is the sentimental value, and if and it's kind of like they're going to be bad. What's ten million in cap space? They'll get out from under in another year after this. Like, mm-hmm. is it really going to matter even possibly next year? Right. Probably not. Like, so at, maybe it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But Kelsey said, um, apparently today he said, last year was a tough year. I don't know where this team's going next year, but um, 
he wants to make sure they're just left in good hands, he said. Okay. And, yeah, and, nice. and right now, I don't feel like I would leave the position in good hands. I, I see. I agree with that. I 100 yeah. percent agree with that. I think they would have been in a little bit of trouble. Um, the good thing, though, I, I don't think this is going to take a long. And go back to Dave Peterson's question again. I don't think this is going to take a long because the following year, not this year, the following year, they're going to be in a surplus. They're going to have money to spend. So that's why I say two years. Yeah. yeah again, what? Honestly, I mean. We all hate that it went down this way, but getting Wentz, um, mm-hmm. next year it's twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. There's money. Yeah, we know no more, yeah. no more. his money. That's yeah. That's what huge, I thought. I thought that if they man. traded him, that they got rid of all the money. Right. It's just it's just this year. This year okay. is the dead the dead cap money. The third, right. so, so going into twenty twenty two, his contracts off the books completely. Like that frees up a ton, mm-hmm. a ton. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, so for twenty twenty three, you got to start planning now. Yeah, definitely, bro. That's what we were just. Yeah, I mean, that was my point. That was what I was getting to with some of the sentimental picks. And we're not getting into the draft yet, right? No, no. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta stuff the cover, right? We gotta move on. While you were drunk. I am not drunk, man. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six pack is is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? <laughs> so here's some things you may have missed while you were drunk. Drunk and pussy. Things that happened uh, over the past week. Um, so Jeremy Lin. <laughs> did you guys see this story? Yes. Yes. I knew you were going to fucking do this. I knew it. Come on, let's hear the story. So Jeremy Lin um, it, it was pretty upset. <laughs> he claims that um, he didn't name a player, I don't believe. But he said an opposing player called him coronavirus on the court. And he said, no, thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. I mean, look. You may he, stop eating fried bats, you cocksucker. <laughs> no. Here, here's, <laughs> what the fuck? Here's the thing, man. Like, I, Look, we don't know who the player was. You know, but, but when we're trying to eliminate shit from from doctor, this is why you, we gotta we, get rid of fucking doctor this Seuss is what books. well this is the thing you're getting rid of dr seuss books but yeah you're calling jeremy lynn coronavirus on the court yeah, yeah. that is on the grocery store right now Straight i gotta there, say i gotta say mom. this that's pretty fucking funny like i gotta be honest it's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking funny that's pretty creative so whoever that player was kudos it ain't right but it's yeah, yeah it's kind of funny yeah. that's pretty good i felt bad laughing about it but i laughed Send him shopping straight to the Wuhan market. Apparently, it went. <laughs> uh, and this is why we don't have a name here for Oh my God. Apparently, uh, thank you. When he said it to Lynn, his eyes, his eyes uh, squinted a little bit. What'd you say? Um,. You guys are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked up, and you just feed right into it. Coca-Cola. Yeah, look, you brought up the fucking story. You knew what you were getting into. You, uh, you knew what was going to happen. Well, might as well, might as well stay on topic. Um, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola company had a uh, had a uh, an event, a seminar, an online seminar, where they were basically telling their employees to be less white. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically to say, not don't be as confident, don't be as arrogant. Um 
don't be as uh, you know. What was the other one? Um, righteous. You know, some other some other things. That basically saying be less white. Basically, be Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what is that? I, I, you know, like, why is that not national? Like, like, oh my God! I'm not getting into this. This is this girl turn into something. Let's move on to the next subject. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just it's crazy. A, it's a double standard. It is. Yeah. You can't reverse that. I, I don't know. It's fuck? pretty, pretty crazy. All right. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. Shut up. The uh, Baltimore Orioles. So spring training officially kicked off while you know during the week. Um, the Baltimore Orioles' first game was was Sunday. And Trey Mancini, Trey Mancini um, came up for his first at bat. He didn't even know there was only, you know, about maybe a thousand people in, in the crowd down in spring training. They gave him a stand ovation, and they gave him some time, and the umpire gave him time and all. Well, here it was his first at bat since um, being diagnosed with colon cancer. Uh, he had colon cancer the year before. He missed the entire oh. he missed the entire twenty uh, twenty twenty season. Oh. So, uh, so Trey Mancini. Uh, <laughs> it hurts. Ugh. So Trey Mancini Ugh. got a. Uh, need a pillow to sit on. Had a stand ovation. You fuck. Speaking of that, um, they say you <laughs> fart when you die. Irv Cross, rest you're, in peace. You're, you're busting not toe. Irv Cross was a what? Is that when true? You die, you bust a knot. I had never heard that in my life. No, you don't. You're peeing your shit. Nah, you you don't a... bust a knot. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm coming day and night. What? <laughs> Irv Cross was eighty. Irv Cross was eighty. Fucking yelling! Get the fuck out of here! You can't get off. Every fucking every week's the same <laughs> shit. Uh, hold on. Hi. Hey. 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 You have something to say? Oh. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> well done, Sean. So, um, <laughs> Irv Cross was uh, he played in the league for like nine years. Um, played <laughs> the Rams and the Eagles. I'm not laughing at that. He cut his daughter off. Here comes the guy. I'm gonna put him back on. I said nothing happened. Get out. <laughs> I love the power of doing this. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, he was a long, t- long time announcer on CBS, uh, but he passed away this week, and he probably shit his pants. JJ <laughs> Watt went to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what do you guys feel about that? Because a money thing. That was the team that was going to pay him the most. That's all it is. I think he's. I think he wants a ring. Is he going to get? He's not going to get, get, get a ring with Arizona. Arizona has a good team, man. They have a good team. Yeah. That's a decent they do, defense. But you look at the Rams, and then if San Francisco is 100 percent healthy, the Arizona might be the third best team in that division. You're forgetting Seattle or Russell Wilson. San Fran is going to have a. Uh, a comeback season. They're going to get healthy. Mm-hmm. They hit the, yeah. So I, I, I think his best bet would have been going to Green Bay. <laughs> like if he really, I, if he really wanted a ring, I think his chance, his best off. chance would have been Green Bay. 
Yeah, yeah. I like you say, maybe it's a money thing. But you know, again, no. I mean, how old is he? He's in his thirties now, right? Thirty-one. I mean, he's 32. hurt. He's hurt. It seems like every year. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he's just trying to cash in at that point. But he's trying. But I think it's. I do think it's. It was with a team that he thought could do something good. Yeah, yeah. Like he wants to be on a good team, but um, and he wants to get paid. He wanted to get paid. I think he stated that actually. Like he wanted to like he wants to compete. He wants to be on a good, but I think he stated that he wanted to get paid. And yeah. he's got he's got twenty three million guaranteed over two years. You get that kind of contract in your thirties. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is impressive. Had, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you're getting a great you're getting a great leader with him on the team. Uh, <laughs> Gary told my JJ Watt going the. Car. There's another there's another pass rusher on that line though that JJ Watt's really going to help. Um. I forget what his name is. So he he's, gets hurt. No, it, it's I, I don't remember his name either, and it's terrible. But he's like JJ Watt and this guy are like one and two in sacks over like the past five years or something. Yeah, yeah. JJ Avery Watt. or something maybe Gerald Avery is that it? No, that's a no. that's the Eagles. Yeah, that's... Avery. JJ uh, Watt. He'll get hurt. An option. Yeah. Um... To. Oh, Samson, I, I was way off. <laughs> they got two good linebackers, too. Actually, um, Michael Kendricks playing. Not Michael. Uh, Hakeem Nix. Cletus can't. I oh, know. Jesus. Uh, they've got Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And they have Robert, uh, the MDC, whatever. Every season. They drafted him, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah. They got the linebacker out of Temple and um, the one that played for the Eagles. You got Marcus Golden. The one that played for the Eagles. Hicks. Oh, the linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, he had a really good I like Hicks, man. Too. I like so Hicks. Right. He just he, – he's, he's another one who got hurt, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my last one, um, and we'll get to our uh, albums segment. Um, the last story is that MLB announced that uh, June 2nd every year will now be known as Lou Gehrig Day, um, where they're going to try to raise awareness for ALS um, game-wide, which is pretty cool. I, I don't know if they're, you know, what's, what is actually going to happen there. I'm sure they'll do some video, uh, you know, montage and, no all wears number. Everybody yeah, all wears number. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think that they're coming out with this now. I mean. Right? He's been, you know. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. died of Lou Gehrig's disease. How did he not see that come? Right. <laughs> like, how did MLB not see this? This ALS, you know? a long sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> But yo, speaking speaking of the MLB, Reason, what the fuck as you write it down because you're gonna put it on the oh. Speaking of the MLB, anybody see Bryce Harper's debut today? I did not. No, already cut his hair. Yeah, yeah, but three pitches in, hit like a 500 foot home run. Did he really? Yeah. Ah, good. good and the, the, dude, he's jacked. Have you I seen? Know, dude, he, he's gotten bigger. That's great that he's doing that, but I would like to see him play a lot more. Like, play more small ball. Don't always go to kill it every time. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. get a double. Get a double. Get a triple. That's you know not I mean? baseball now, man. That's not baseball. You know? I, I, yeah. But he bats 280. 
since he's been here. I'm, I'm not discrediting what he does, Ryan. I'm just saying that's what I would like to see from him. I would like to see him play the scrappy baseball. Yeah, I think his on-base percentage uh, last year was among his career highs ever. Yeah. Like, granted, it was had, 60 games. but Yeah, and he also, I mean, that's 60 games, but he was on pace for like 120 RBIs yeah. last year. Yeah, he had a good season last year. And he had, a, uh, I think he had 120 the first year. How many games do you think the Phillies win? 84. I'm, I'm taking them over 500. They don't make the I'll playoffs. Take, I'll, I'll go to 86. 86. 86 might get them in the playoffs, honestly. It might because it's extended, they, it's expanded playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if they, if, if they're, if their bullpen can get them 1.1 whatever more runs than they had last season, they're, they're, a, you know, a much better sure. base. Again, scoring is not going to be the problem with them. No. Right. I'll go 83. 83. Yeah, I'll say I'll say 80. I'll say 500. I'm going to go 82 and 82. The over uh, 81, 81 and 81. The, the, Vegas, like, the Vegas over like, under is 80 and a half. So we all have like, taken over. I like between 86 and 90. Wow. Do you, you expect them to win 90 games? Possible. Man, if the man, they, they stay strong, they can do it. They stay healthy. They, they, if they stay healthy, I won't be surprised if they can if they can win 87, 88 games. I won't be surprised because their bullpen has to they be better. They haven't done that in, a, what, like almost like – Right, but they but the, this offense – I mean, we know how good this offense is. The defense is what – or the um, pitching is what sucked last year, and, and we know that. That's no surprise. That's no secret to anybody. So – And it's Girardi's It has to be season. better. And, and Girardi's second year and, and a full a full training camp, a full spring yeah. training. They didn't have that last year. They didn't – there was a lot of things, man. It's just last year was just a wash. It really was. I don't. I forget who. I know the Dodgers won, but like I had to think about like, who the fuck won last. Year? Oh yeah, the Dodgers because what's his name Turner, Justin Turner had COVID yeah. and then ran back on the field without a mask on and fucking celebrated with his teammates. <laughs> fucking idiot. And then he got a fucking major payday this year. So yeah, that was okay apparently. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so we uh, we have about twenty minutes before Jason Martinez joins us. We're gonna talk some flyers with him. Before we do that, we uh, we're gonna do a, a little thing here. Now, keep in mind this we we did it a few, uh, I guess a couple months ago. We did like a favorite albums or whatever. This is a little different. This, these are albums that completely blew you away. Music albums that blew you away. And uh, anyone that's uh, watching, you want to chime in with your list too. It's five, okay? So come up with five albums that completely blew your mind when you first heard them. Um. I don't know who wants to. Gary, you yeah, Ryan, yeah. So I'm doing my whole five. No, I thought we were just doing one each, right? Just yeah. Why don't you go through your list? Why don't you go through your list? And we'll talk okay. about them. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, again, this is no particular order in what I like or anything. It's just the five albums I pick. So at the uh, number five, Dr. Dre, the Chronic. Figured you were gonna go. Rap at least one. So yeah, why? That, so so why? Why did that? Because because when that album came out, dude, like I didn't know what rap was. I didn't know who NWA was. I didn't know any of that. Like Dr. Dre made it made gangster rap cool. Like it was the thing to do. And that album from front to back, there's not an al- a song on that album yeah. that you're not like, yeah, man. And you just bob your head like. Mm-hmm. That whole album, like, like I was floored, like I was blown away by that album. Okay. Um, that's kind of the 
that's really the only kind of rap to this day that I listen to. So, um, number four, Mr. Asylum by uh, Highly Suspect. That's on my list. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to yeah, be. Um, that album's fucking... Oh, the guitar work for... That, that it's so... If you don't mind, so no, when no. when I when I first heard the the um the song Bad Salts, you guys have to get me a copy of that. Yeah, the song Bad Salts. When I first heard that, I went, "It's a straight ahead, cut to the chase rock song in your face and just boom, boom, boom." It's like <laughs> fuck. We don't have any like, it, it, but it's but it's 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 got an edge to it. It's not the cookie cutter shit you hear on the radio. It, no, it was, it's good. It's got a darkness to it, that album. Yeah, and it's like, it's kind of like a post grunge, but like, yeah, it's it's so it's it's hard to describe. It, it was, but it's so good and it's so catchy. Get, but yet it's it's like you said, it's dark. It's got a darkness to it. The, the the content of that album is dark, and it's original in a state of music where originality is really missing. And I think that's that's kind of why it, I think we were able we were so attracted to it is because during that time there was no rock groups coming out that you were like you know holy shit you know this is something different this even though it was a same a similar formula of something you heard it was a breath of fresh air because you're like this is the next great rock band coming out and they yeah. had they had one other album after that that was great and then the next one that came out last year was not so great which may be on another segment on this show. Yeah, I think it will be. But yeah, I, uh, I that's on my list, Ryan, for sure. Number th- this one might be th- actually I might have three that you may have on your list. Uh, number three, wasting light from the Foo Fighters. Um, when this album came out, like the Foo Fighters had consistently gotten better with every album um, for like the last three or four albums leading up to this. But mm-hmm. if you ask me, this is the quintessential Foo Fighters album. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. It um, it's got a little bit of metal, it's got funk, it's got uh, melodies, the guitar work. That it's just a flawless album, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, it, it, I had it on. That was one I switched out because it's one of my favorite albums ever. Um, but I, you know, it was like you said, it was the quint- quintessential Foo Fighters album. It's one of my favorite albums to listen to front to back. There's not a bad song on it or anything like that. But I knew who the Foo Fighters were, and I knew what they were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you knew they were. Like Color and Shape is a great album. The, um, um, Echoes, Patience, Silence, and Grace, or whatever. It, it's great out. They have some great out. So I, I wasn't like, oh, you know, that's the only reason I took. I I, I don't disagree with you. That's the only reason I took it off. I was like, I was glad it came out, but I wasn't like, you know, blown away by it because I I had heard it heard them before. So right, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, number two. All right, this album changed my life. Um, I had been into a particular band that I'll get into for number one. Um, but this album changed my life. Um, when I heard this, I was like, again, as a young kid, just completely floored. As the, so, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Um, Gary just got a boner. That, <laughs> that album completely change the direction of my life with music um that the wizard dude mm-hmm. 
the, the, the harmonica, the darkness of that album, the guitar work, Ozzy's vocals, it's all bluesy and mm-hmm. fucking, it, it's just an epic fucking album, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the album that really sent me down the path of being the kind of music fan that I am. Okay. Uh, well, number, num- you're welcome. Number one, um, <laughs> Sean, I'd be surprised if this isn't on your list. Uh, number one, again, there was a point in my life this was all I listened to for probably about five years. If I had music on, this was the band I was listening to. Um, the Black Album from Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget, I was sitting at recess, seventh grade, and my buddy Joe Rovar, yo, check this out. Yeah. And at that, that up until that point, I was like a, a, a like a pop fan. I liked Michael Jackson. I like Billy, not that Billy Joel was bad, but I like Billy Joel. So the kind of stuff that was real popular, I liked. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to this, and yeah, dude, to this day, I put that album on, and it still brings back memories from the first time I listened to it. Um, front to back. Um, yeah, it's a great just yeah, it's, like it's... that album probably defines who I am as a music fan. Okay. Who's who's this? The Black Which? Album from Metallica. Okay. Uh, that was on my. That was actually on my um, honorable mention list. Gary. Oh, yeah, Gary. You that's want my it? list. I got the Black Album, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Foo Fighters, Wasting Light, Mister Asylum from Highly Suspect, and Doctor Dre the Chronic. Cool. Hey, can you all hear me? Yeah. Yep. All right. Number five. Slip not. We are not your kind. What? Reason being, really? Yeah, well, well, I was getting into Slipknot, listening to a little bit. My brothers told me all about this, and then I heard that album, and I was just like, "Wow, Jesus Christ!" Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, number four, Metallica and Justice for All. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably perfect. Like, like your age, bro. Like when that album came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, number three, Metallica Master of Puppets, because it's the first Metallica album I ever heard. Right, that, just, was, that was the mother of my. That was the two honorable mentions that I uh-huh. had for Metallica. Yeah, and Justice for All. I I, I remember kind of feeling the same way because I, the first album I heard, and you know what, I'm going to say this right now. I don't have any Metallica ones on my list. Oh uh, shit! I on, thought you had one. On I thought you had Ride the Lightning on purpose. Thought it would be typical. It'll be it'll be too obvious. Right. Like yeah, right. I can name. The same thing. I felt that like I was yeah. thinking that when the, I put the black album on it, but like I can't. Yeah, I just, no, and I, and and I so agree. That you put the black album on Ryan because that's the album that everybody says that like they went like mainstream and they that was the first like, one he really heard, right? So yeah, that was the first album I heard from them. Uh, I had Ride of Light was the first album I heard um, by them because I had a, a cassette tape. It was Queensrÿche on one side and that on the other side, and I remember just being hooked on 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 Fade to Black. And ride and and just, just completely hooked on it. Yeah, I think it was that album too. Um, the only thing, like, because Master Puppets and all, but I, I'm trying to think. The next full one I heard was the Black album, but when I came around to Injustice for All, dude, I was actually a little scared because the, the the drums were so like. That's a phenomenal album. Yeah, was, and that, al- that album is probably is their it most felt, aggressive. It felt like, evil. Are, yeah, yeah, they are like like madly pissed off on that album. So I I I I'd put Justice for All in there for sure. Go ahead. And Gary, I could probably, I yeah. could probably make another list, and it would be all Metallica albums. 
Like yeah. the, the next, the next two, you guys are gonna be like, all right, that's typical. So Master of Puppets was three, right? Yeah. Yes. Number two is uh, Black Savage Sabotage. Me personally, I think that's the heaviest. Mm. That's Gary's favorite Sabbath album. Favorite that, album from his favorite band. The first time I ever heard that shit, I was like, "Wow!" What I'm else they got on here? Yeah. And then I heard that I heard the Rit, which is the last fucking mm -hmm. song on the album. Yeah. It's the best song on the fucking album. And then uh, number one, Master of Reality by Black Sabbath, okay. very first Black Sabbath. And I heard that on fucking vinyl. That was for, in my for, uncle's list. For, for yeah. Me, that one was that. Yeah. That says you like Black Sabbath. I was like, yeah. He said, did you ever hear Master Reality? I said, no. He said, check this out. My mom was at work. He said, don't tell your mother I put this on that's the stereo. Awesome. Fucking Master Reality and on vinyl. That's pretty cool. So, you ever see the Pope at the end of the rope? Scratch, scratch, scratch. Do you think he's a fool? <laughs> yeah. Do you Great think stuff. he's a fool? Do you think he's a fool? Do you think he's a fool? Do you think he's a fool? Dave Peterson uh, said Pink Floyd, The Wall. Rush 2112, Back in Black by ACDC. Dude, that's a great album. That's good. This is Appetite. a good one. Appetite Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. That's a good one. See, the only thing with that, I was I was six years old when it came out. So, I, you know, I will say this. I, I remember being blown away by uh, Use Your Illusion, November Rain, the first time. I, I remember. Dude. What, dude, I remember. Uh, Sean, yeah. I'm sorry. I remember time being a kid watching a fucking video and like. Dude, it's like, like, oh my god, like, and yeah. fucking slash on the mountain and shit, too. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, um, I was sleeping. My mom went to the midnight release to Tower Records and stood in line and got the double album, both albums, and played it. I remember getting up for school like five thirty in the morning, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'll never. That riff, I was like, yeah. that is haunting. What is that? So that yeah. that. Use Your Illusion was on my, like, that was one I was going to put down, but I didn't. Appetite for Destruction was on one of my many lists that I changed. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon is uh, his number one, so Pink Floyd. Big Pink Floyd fan there. Uh, yeah, I actually, I have them on my list. Well, more on that later. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, and then, uh, Mike, if you want to go last. Sound good? Yeah. Let's do a shot. No, I'm good. Um, no, no particular order. Uh I, I even though I kind of contradicted myself because I went, you know, because I said, I think I, know, know, I think I know one that you're going to say. I knew who uh -huh. Foo Fighters was and all that stuff. I knew who Marilyn Manson was, but Antichrist Superstar, the first time I heard that. I thought you might go there too, yeah. I'm yeah like, that. And again, that's one of my favorite albums too. So, you know, but. That album is a fucking masterpiece. He's got two masterpieces that one and the Pale Emperor, dude. I had. Like I literally had, I mean, I was a sophomore in high school when that album came out. I had chills. I had chills going down my spine, and remember looking at that album and just, I mean, every song that made the God that you fear, Tourniquet, all that. I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. Um, Irish bricks. Mister Asylum, Mister Asylum by um by Highly Suspect. Uh, what's up, Joe? We haven't seen Joe in a little while. Joe Bucci checking in. Joe. What's up, brother? What's going on, Joe? What's up, brother? Um, 1994, I ordered two albums at the same time. I was going to put them both on, but I, I didn't. Um, one was Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails because that was the first Nine Inch Nails album I ever heard. And I was like, I was, it, 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 but it didn't, it blew me away, but it made me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> uh, it's it's just that's a dark, dark. Yeah, that is a real you dark. Never alley. heard anything like that. If yeah, I was to great. say blow me away more so with Nine Inch Nails, I would say with teeth. The first time I ever heard with teeth. Um, I, had, I had as an honorable mention, um, pretty hate machine. Okay. The, um, okay. The, one of one of my lists, I did um, the 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 fragile was on it. Fra- yeah, I, I thought about that too. Jesus Christ, there's four fucking Nine Inch Nails. <sighs> yeah. But the one I actually put down was the album that came with that that I ordered from. Remember that like the ten albums for a penny or whatever. Corn's yep. yep. debut oh, yeah. album. Corn's debut album in 1996. That was that is literally on. That's on my honorable mention. So never heard anything like that nope. in my life. Oh, you heard it? I'm like, what that's what I was gonna say. You remember when they talked about the opening song or something like? Oh. You, there was some thing like that. That is, that might be the most memorable or the most like uh, that or battery. That or that, battery. Oh, like, no, but I'm talking about the first word that said, are you ready? Like, oh. there may not be a better opening, like, lyric to a song ever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and, and, like, the build up with the symbols. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And all, like, build it all up to it. And you just go, yeah. 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 oh, uh, my, my, my last two, um, and again, this is a band that I, had, I knew and I had albums of, but this album Dim- Diamond Eyes just Diamond Eyes was just incredible Deftones Diamond Eyes oh I thought you were going White Pony no I no, Diamond, I like Diamond Eyes more um, oh now I, White Pony took me a little while Diamond oh, Eyes right. from the jump just honestly White Pony's the album like I always liked the Deftones like it's not like I dislike them but White Pony's the album that made me like holy fucking shit these guys are unbelievable or, around the fur got me <laughs> but um yeah, White Pony for me, it, I don't know. Fucking beer. Um, took me a little. Took me a little while, and I appreciate it a lot more than I did back then. And then my number one, I hope it's on Mike's list. I really do because never heard anything like it when it came out. Nirvana, never mind. Oh my god, how did I not put Nirvana? I, oh thought, I, I thought about it. I wore the shit out wow. of that album, man. The first, I mean. It was it was forty five minutes and it's just in your face and it doesn't let up until Polly. Polly's the only song. And it's the or it's the last song. Yeah, every Polly other song. It's like girl, Jesus girl. Christ, and it's just. Dude, in utero is the same way, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It doesn't let up until all apologies. And it, it all apologies isn't really like, you know, a ballad or nothing. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? It didn't, have, it didn't make my list, so. The first thing, obviously, you know, hey, Gordon, I love all day working on it. So, um, yeah, fucking. I'll just get right into it. the The opening tracks of all these are great. They're the ones that give me chills. They're the ones that, you know, if you don't have an opening track, you didn't make it. Like when you when you're talking about a, a an album that you know gives you that jolt, it has to start with an opening song. Yeah, one might each that, one of these. One Sean just said um, around the fur that, but think. Yeah. That that the drum, yeah. yeah. So Sean, I'm surprised you didn't have this one on here. The first one I'll say is "Live Throwing Copper." I thought about it. It was on. It was on my list. Yeah. So starts out with "Damn It Otter Creek." Mm-hmm. Really cool opening. You know, just kind of a chill type thing, and then just kind of really slow start. Good build up. We took the uh, dead man in sheets to the wild ending. Wild ending. Great. Goes right into I Alone. Mm-hmm. 
or sell, no, sell the drama, to, uh, sell uh, the drama, the drama, right? And then I alone, Anthony. I can't remember. I think I can yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Damn, goes, Damon Otter yeah, Creek selling the drama. I alone. Uh, number four is Iris. No, number four is Top. More bright. No, no, no. no it's, it's Iris. It's lightning crashes. Then it's Top. Then it's um, uh, sh- uh shit town. Then it's uh, waitress. Then it's stage. And then white discussion. Oh, so fucking good. Yeah. That's it. So hey, good I, you know what? The other the other thing that's that's got to be good on an album to, to really give you the chills and really kind of set you back is a great ending album. Mm-hmm. White discussion is like unbelievable. Yeah. Look that's what you're talking part. about, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I warned so, you. I defared you. Dave, you're uh, you're right up there with me. Uh, you're number one. Dave Ev, Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. Starts with the heartbeat, the laugh, and the screaming. Zero bleeds right body. into breathe. Yeah, it's life. It's life, dude. Like, like the album is life. It, it's so like it, it's a mellow chill. Um, it's it's just a fucking masterpiece. Each song blends well into the next. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to it start to finish. I'll tell you what. Listen, yeah, you can't listen. Bro. You can't but, listen to one song on that album. And not think of and not think of um. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, that too. Well, Mike, yeah, Mike, to me, like, 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 if a song, like, say, I got my um Spotify, my Amazon on, and I just got my soundtrack on, and it's just playing. Like, if one song from that album comes on, I get. Like you have awesome. to listen to yeah. the whole album. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mike, not to not to cut you off, just one quick second. Another thing about Metallica, another reason why I, I left them off because when, when Saint Agar came out. Right, and you're like, okay, you know, like I listened, I was like, man, is something wrong with my stereo? Like, I didn't, I didn't know if something was wrong with my. T- <laughs> and it sounds like you're hitting like a this, fucking yeah, like what the hell's going on there? Um, but when Death Magnetic came out, and the way that album starts, you just reminded me with the heartbeat, that um, that was just your life. Yeah, that right. album, I remember, I could not turn that album off. No, I was just either. like, they're fucking back, yeah. they're fucking back. And you want to talk? Mm-hmm. Talk about how to open an album. That was just your life, dude. dude. I, that's that riff. Ugh. All right, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I just jerked yeah, off. No, I just I mean, jerked off the three rest times. of it. Like I said, I wrote up a couple of the different things: time, money, us, and them. And then Eclipse ending the song or to end is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. All right, the next one on here. Another one that I'm surprised that nobody had on here. Pearl Jam. Ten. ten. I thought about it. Yep. Yeah. Same Another thing. one. Opening yeah. that starts off yeah. with some I hate the heat. I got a insane on a peasant. Yeah, it just it it starts off really oh. slow and it just builds up into this, and you just fucking erupt. Dude, I could I could probably put I could probably put three Pearl Jam albums on versus versus ten versus ten death. and Vitalogy. Yeah, the first three. Yeah, Vitalogy. No, I, no, yeah. Vitality is their fourth album. No Code was their third, third, no, third album. No. I thought so, Vitality was fourth. Vitality was third. Yeah, so, no, no Code's their fourth? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vitality came out in 94. No Code came out in 96. Okay, so their first three albums I could have put on my list. I got problems, dude. But, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't even remember the exact fucking year. 98, like Yield came out. 2000 by arrow. That's another one I might be able to put on the list. The only one yeah, I didn't like, the only the only Pro Jam album I don't like that much is by arrow that came out in 2000. I, I don't really care for that album. But I mean, I, I know we all know, but just just reminiscing back once, followed by Even Flow. Mm-hmm. 
Alive. Then Alive. The Journey. Another Why Go. Why Go is right after that. It's underrated. Then you get into Black, which is like... Oh, yeah. What a song. What a and then Jeremy. Like, you and, talk, then, like, dude, and then Ocean. Wow. Even Oceans. Ocean's, Ocean's and a great porch. song. And then Porch. What the fuck is this? Yeah. And then what's what's it end with? And then Garden and Release. Yeah, Garden. Oh, release. release. Oh, and Deep. And Deep. Deep. And Deep. deep. Oh, my. No, Deep's on, deep's on Verses. No. <laughs> deep's on 10. No. You take deep. it Deep. No. You take it Deep. It's, it's, deep. it's, um, it's, it's, um, deep. Porch, Garden, Deep, and then Release. But like release is a great, yeah. great ending too. Remember that, and, and you know what? The first time I saw Pearl Jam, did they, they end with they it? They opened with release. They and opened it, with yeah, release. Yeah, okay. it was yeah. Oh, that was awesome. So the next one oh, is Ryan's, actually Ryan, one. Ryan's looking it up. He's looking up to see what's out. The no, deep. but but isn't there? There's a song on verses that that that's about pushing like pushing the needle in too deep. Oh, that's no, like, that's blood. Blood. Sean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Sean, it's 9.44. Yeah, J- uh, Jason's uh, run a little behind. He texted me. All right, good. That, that works out for me. So <laughs> my fourth album is, is probably one that I, if I, in retrospect, I probably wouldn't have put on there after listening back to it. Um, Still a great album. Tool. Enema? Enema. Enema. I, I had Enema on my list. That, <laughs> that album... This town needs Dude, an enema. I, 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 I got to tell you, like, I was, I, I was blown away by that the first because that was the first toy album I, I had, right? And it just H, and and Eulogy it starts, and, it and with, God, it's so solid. Think about, how that, think about how that starts though. It starts with Stink Fist. Yeah. You hear the yeah. and then it just builds up into this like. Or, oh. No, it's actually the bow, 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 and then it just all of a sudden rings into this, and it just fucking it. Yeah. Another one. That album's just it, so solid. I mean, really, well, only yeah. the best album. Yeah, you'd like uh, the next one. Then, I like Lateral. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, Lateral, like me, my personal opinion, Lateral is, I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from anime. But yeah, let me let me just yeah. finish Lateral, up. Lateral to to me is like a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But but the I, I thought that it was a. Just the, the opening is a, a funky drop tune type bass line. Um, and then um, Maynard starts to sing. Eulogies after that. H46 and 2. Push it. Anima. Hooker with a penis. Hooker with a penis is on it. Yeah. Dude, when um, I seen them, they open with that. <laughs> yeah. It's just third eye. Third yeah. eye to close, though, was kind of what kind of. Maybe a little bit like Leary to put him in the top five. Like Third Eye's all right, but it's a really long song. It's drawn out. Yeah, it's, it, it's got a little bit of a psychedelic start, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's the best closing song. And then there's a lot of weird shit on it. Um, yeah, they have a lot of fillers. Yeah, yeah. The one with the um, the the, 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 the cake recipe, the cake recipe in Germany. Yeah, yeah. And it's got like this. This crazy fucking beat. <laughs> I should close the show with that. Yeah, you you saw yeah, yeah. intermissions on it. What song? What's and, that called? I forget what it's called. Dude. It's called Intermission, I think. No. Intermission's the song. Yeah, Intermission's one of the songs. It's called Intermission. But yeah, isn't that the one with the cake recipe in German? Yeah. No, no. It's it's like you were saying. It's like Kronlight. 
you know, it's some weird. I'll look it up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So. Intermission with Burke. <laughs> it's, it, uh, it's, it's an easy listen to start to finish, but I do remember zoning out from like track three. Message to Harry Manback. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's, it's, it's Die Eifer von Satan. Yeah. Die yeah. Eifer von Satan. <laughs> we'll close the show out with that tonight. But close no, um, so no, uh, close track. So you're you're at track three and you're listening to it. If you don't pay attention for a little bit, you'll look up on your album. It's on track nine, with all the like the yeah. Don Eichen, the this and that, and then you'll blink yeah, again. It's on thirteen. An it's like, yeah, it's like an hour later. <laughs> no, it's like it's not even that long. Like there's there's like these one minute yeah, things here and there. Talking about your five albums, Mike. Fuck. <laughs> you asked me to do a homework this time, and this is what you fucking get. When we do a segment like this, let's announce it on Thursday. Yeah, you better hope I have That's a busy true. fucking Friday. Morning. All right, ready? Number five is the one that you all are going to give me shit for. Except for maybe Sean, I don't know. Counting Crows, oh. August and everything after. Mike, I have to admit, I've never listened to a, to- a full album from them. Really? So I, yeah, no. So I can't. All I know is I hate that song. La, 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 la. What song do you hate? Round here. You don't. Round here. Oh, I love round here. I, that I love round here. Round here. You're always on my mind. All right, I, you know what? You, you. That's you. That's your um. That's your guilty uh, pleasure, I guess. Uh, mine. Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Fantastic. That's a, That's a fantastic album, man. I don't care what the fuck. Every fucking song on that album is so good, man. That's that's a good album, man. That's a good album. She's what? She's a peg. Jesus. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you want to kick her out of bed. Who isn't? You want to kick her out of bed, Gar. Well, hey. so, speak. Don't talk nah, to <laughs> I'll yeah. be right back, fellas. I gotta All right. right. All right. Fuck. You better hurry up. We got a guest coming on. I like to be on yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to. I think he's ready. So, so okay. s- speaking of not kicking someone out of bed, <laughs> Jason, what's up, brother? Jason Martinez joining up, the show. Jason? What's going, boys? Hey, Jason, man. How are you? How are you? Doing good, man. Good. I like the Jason mask in the background. <laughs> I just got the Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 there's a bunch up there. Yeah, you got some nice sticks. Awesome. You got some nice, uh, nice, uh, nice pieces of wood hanging back behind you, Jason. Yeah, a couple old twigs. Yeah, you never know. You have to take one and beat a kid with it. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about how Don Bashir got uh, one two-handed over his helmet earlier in the show. Yeah, oh, we were. Yeah. You, know, you aren't going to yeah. damage that dude's head, though. No, that's like a, that's like a coconut. Yeah, he had yeah. A, yeah he had a melon for sure. We were so we were talking. It was the anniversary of the. Uh, the Ottawa Senators Flyers game with the, all the penalty minutes and you know setting the record. The brawl game, yeah. yeah. And uh, Zeus going that, at it. Yeah. Everybody dropped yeah. the minutes there. That's what he's talking about. Like Hitchcock gave gave Hans Zeus the look and Hans Zeus yep, popped him. No problem. <laughs> he could he could chuck him a little bit too, Hans yeah, he Zeus. Could. Damn, look at yeah, J- J- is it me or Jason's camera like the clearest camera I've ever seen? Like you, you, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like, is it? Yeah, it looks like you you're like drinking. Well, he's a, no, serious, he's it looks like you're. Bit. Yeah, it looks like you're like in my living room. It's crazy. Yeah, you're like super well, clear. It's crazy. I'm not. He's a important guy. He's got a lot of you know high tech equipment. Well, not true. really. 
<laughs> it's the camera on my Mac. <laughs> yeah, it's super clear. It's the only one that's got an Apple. That's the, that's the problem. How did how did uh, how did practice go, man? It was good. Yeah, oh, they good. Good, they they the kids did all right for a change. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Rarity. Uh, the yelling a ball game. Our names aren't popping because I, I guess because you shrunk the screen. You know what? Let me do this. You guys know how to follow Jason. So if you want to follow Jason, it's at Jason Mert on Twitter. And, oh yeah, uh, that always shows up there because. There we go. That way you know who's who. All right. Um, Although you know my voice by now. You should know all voices by now. But, dude, thank you so much for joining us, man. Again, as always, it's been been a while. Yeah, it's nice to see you, hear from you again, man. How you been, man? Doing good, man. Good. Hanging in. Yeah. Enjoying that freaking win last night. I know that. Yeah. 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 Wow. It was funny. Last night uh, at the, like, five minutes into the game, I'm on Monster, like, ready to post – a job opening for pre-intermission and post-game going, I don't even want to talk about this. I'll hire you now. <laughs> it, you know, around, it, so. it's, speaking of Twitter, you know, um, people, as they always do, completely over, you know, although they were down 3 nothing in no time and everyone's like, yeah, it was okay to overreact. Yeah, fuck this, we're turning the game off. And then the same people are retweeting going, well, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see the – I've seen enough. I'm done. This isn't even a playoff <laughs> team. It's like those highs and like we're a bipolar fan base. Right? I don't know. I don't know what it's like in other cities. Yeah, I don't care, you care, to, care to comment? I, yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't give a shit what it's like in other cities. I don't live in other cities. I never have. So I just know here it's like it's extremes. And I think like if we could just approach it as a fan base the way you're supposed to approach it as a player, I think we'd all be a lot more sane, mm-hmm. which is – you're never as good as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you are. You're somewhere in the middle, you know? And, like, I mean, Jesus, Sam Bradford went 10 for 10 in a preseason game, and I swear I saw people putting lawn chairs out on Broad Street. <laughs> right? Ben Simmons hit a three-pointer against, like, the Chinese national team. They did it again. Mm-hmm. And it was in yeah. a preseason game. It's like, come on. We got to learn. No, he, he hit another three earlier this week, man. It's coming back. Oh, yeah. it, it's for real this time. If it would never existed, is it really coming back? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, we got to realize, like, it's kind of like Gary's sex get life. Don't too crazy when things are great. <laughs> and don't go too, like, seasons are long, right? Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of games. And some days, like, we go into work and we suck at our job. And other days we go in and it's really easy. And it's the same thing for them. They're, they're humans. And so, like, you might not get up for a game and you may come out and you may suck in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's bad leadership. It doesn't mean that the team sucks. I mean, and good, look, good on them. They found a way to turn it into a positive going down early and use it as something that they can start to build an identity with. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't have an identity in a, as a, as a team, no matter what level you play at, you're screwed. Yeah. So, so 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 last last week um, we were talking and and you actually got a, a shout out last week on our show because I was like I got to get Jason on the show because we were talking about Carter Hart and the struggles that he's been having this year and of course he has a shout out this week which is fantastic I, I can't imagine what that must do to his psyche and and um, you know hockey's oh, about as well it doesn't matter who it was against I, I don't care if it was against little sisters that are poor. Yeah. Yeah. They're NHL players. I mean, they got they yeah. a former MVP on that team. They had a guy who could have been on in the MVP ballot last year in Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No, and and he's yeah. They have two guys really that tough can. Power play. They do yeah. have a tough power play for sure. But one thing I noticed, and maybe I'm maybe I just wasn't looking at this the right way. Maybe I'm completely off off base on this. 
I just felt that Carter, his position has been okay. But I just feel like he's been crouching down a lot more. Like he's kind of anticipating the shot more, and he's going down in that in the, in that position a lot more than I ever saw him do before. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing it. I don't I don't know. Did you did you see that at all over over the last few games, weeks, whatever? I haven't really noticed him trying to take away the bottom part of the net any more than he normally would, or any more than I would what I would deem as like proper. Mm-hmm. What I did notice was in the beginning of the year in a couple of games against Boston he got beat on the back door a couple times and like goaltending such a big thing about goaltending and judging goalies. You have to consider their environment because every shot's not created the same. You know, you could sit there like the flyers lost to Pittsburgh on Tuesday. They outshot him 42 to 28. But when I I didn't walk away from that game and say, Tristan Jari stole it because he didn't, he was okay. He was decent. He made, you know, he obviously made 40 saves on 42 shots. Good on him. But the, the the shots weren't high quality, and so he wasn't diving all over the place making these miraculous saves. So you didn't walk away from that going, oh, "Man, we should have won that game." The goalie stole it. That's because a lot of the shots were clear sighted shots from the outside. They didn't give up a lot in what in hockey what we call the house, which is like an imaginary thing that looks like a house in the middle of the ice, right by the net, a high dangers area, and not a lot of east west passing opportunities. So a goalie will sit there and take that all day. You'll take clear-sighted shots. You'll take shots from the outside. No problem. That's not Shot quantity is never going to wear a goalie down. Mm-hmm. What wears a goalie down is zone time, engagement, those kind of things, playing below the goal line where you're constantly engaged. That's what wears you down. So it's not that yeah, 42 shots, he's got to be tired. No, it's not that. Um, so with Carter, he got – so your environment is ultimately what affects you. And you have to have a really short memory as a goalie because you can't let the way you got beat before affect how you attack the next one. Or NHL players are going to make you look foolish. So he got beat in the one game earlier in the season where he got pulled. And he got beat on the back door on three of the goals. So on his right side, back door. Mm-hmm. So later in that game, after he got beat three times that way, he gave up the goal to Marsh and I knew he didn't like it because it was short side. Now, why did he get him short side? Because you're always compensating short side as a goalie. He's off his spot just a little bit because he got roasted three times back door. So he's thinking, I got to load my left leg. I got to be ready to push back door. I got, I'm cheating a little bit now because I'm afraid that guy's going to be there again and unmarked and he's going to, they're going to bury me again. So he's leaning a little bit and he gets caught. So fast forward to the other game, which happened in Tahoe. He got in that game. He got beat three times yeah. short side. This is the adjustment that yeah. happens, right? Yeah. If you're leaning an inch as a goalie. Yeah. If you're loaded on one leg more than the other in anticipation of backdoor or the other way around. And you saw he got beat high glove on the short side three times in that game. And that's all a byproduct of that. So they didn't play in the next game. And and I knew why. They wanted to work with his goalie coach. He's he's a technical goaltender that's very positionally sound, very under control. His philosophies are real simple. Beat the pass, which means if the pass is the game's east west now. So he's going to beat the pass, get to his spot, get square, get set up. And if he's in his spot, it's most likely going to hit him, first of all, because you're in the spot and you're set and you're ready to track the play when you get there. Mm-hmm. That's his game. And, he, and if you're just off by a little bit, NHL players, guys like Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron, they make you pay mm-hmm. and they get you short side. They know you're leading. They can see the distribution of your weight on one leg more than the other. That's what, how good professional players are. They know when to shoot in a shuffle because you're pushing on one leg. They know that you anatomically can't lean in the other direction. You're moving this way. They shoot the way you – not where you're going, 
They shoot where you were, you know, mm-hmm. so you can't go backwards because that your body doesn't flow like that. Elite players know how to do that. And he just needs to get back to the basics. Um, he did it for that Buffalo game. He got, he got I, I didn't think any of the, the goals in the game on Tuesday were really on him. Um, but, you know, he, he hasn't been as good as we've expected him to be this year. He's made saves that he probably shouldn't have made. And he's given up some goals that he probably should have saved. You think he's going to be okay? Like, is this just like? Oh yeah, yeah, like, he'll be fine. So it's just getting his his fundamentals yeah, right bro, and everything. Yeah, I mean, look, if this happened in the middle of a season, if this was happening from July tenth or January tenth um, to February tenth, you wouldn't think anything of it. But when you start out a season, not meeting the expectation that people had, it's more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, but goalies go through this every year. You know, it happens at some point in the season. There's just there's constantly an evolving um, for a goalie, evolving. You know, they, they get a book on you, and until you close it and adjust to it, then they're going to try the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's constant. And no player in the NHL, even like the great like generational players, success at that level and success in the National Hockey League is not a straight line. It's not. It's it's full of peaks and valleys, right? And eventually, as you start to get older and more mature as a player, the, the 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 peaks become a little higher, but your valleys become a lot lower, and you start to play in that area a lot more. But when you're younger, I mean, he's still only 22. It's right. hard to find right. comparables for right. him because not many guys are in year three at 22. Right. That's the thing. So like, part pe- of the people are already like, oh, is he the next? Like, I saw that. Is he the next Carson Wentz? I'm like, he's 22 yeah, it's like, years this old. This is so silly. Like, I want to beat people over the head with yeah. one of those sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, okay, keep that up, and you, your self-fulfilling prophecy will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, overall, yeah. so yeah. overall, Jay, like, you know, they've struggled a little bit. They had a COVID thing. Um, they got this third period thing going on that seems like it's gotten a little better since they got their guys back from COVID. Um, is this team as good – as we all thought they were going into the year? I don't know. Um, it's a good question because they're a good team. They, I mean, their winning percentage is right up there with the top teams in the league. It hasn't looked good. The process has been a little off. No training camp will do that. Um, they had 10 games in their first 19 days. So they really didn't have practice time. And then as soon as their schedule was supposed to open up and, and have a little bit of practice time in a couple of days between games – Boom, they go on a two-and-a-half-week hiatus because of the COVID protocol mm-hmm. postponements. Then they come back. They got that Tahoe game. It's supposed to – you know, they're supposed to play that game in the afternoon. They would have had a practice day when they got back. They lost that because it was pushed tonight. So they just haven't had a lot of practice time to work on things like power play and PK especially. But um, they're a team that's starting to show um, that they're becoming a little bit of what they were last year, really difficult to play against. You know, they were missing six players at one point, key players. I mean, you're play- players, I mean, at one yeah. point you're playing Mark Friedman and Sam Moran at wing. Yeah. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that was so a Tahoe, that was a Tahoe the- wasn't it? Tahoe, they had them both. Yeah. At, yeah. at wing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm watching one shift out there. I'm watching Gossis Bear and Gustafson together on uh, on the blue line in a pairing. And Moran and Friedman playing wing. And I'm going, oh, I don't even know who the best two D-men are on the ice. <laughs> no, none of them aren't very good. They still kind of stopped <laughs> you know? the- stop any goals that – on that shift, yeah, there was four D men on the ice. None of them could play defense. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Freeman, right. and then Freeman scores last night. You know, for for Pittsburgh after we wave them, and it's like, yeah. really, like the fuck. 
Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, I mean, I think they can be they're, they're on their way to becoming the team that we thought they were, but they still have a big hole. Like that Niskanen hole is no joke. You know, yeah. and, and that's still that problem is not solved. Right. right. Now, at the beginning of the season, we've seen that the uh, power play was taking a little bit of a surge. The power play has been a problem for the Flyers. We, we all agree with that. Is that something that, that they can build on and will the power play get better moving forward? Well, you got to practice it, right? The, the penalty kill was really struggling. And then they dedicated uh, some time to it in practice on two days um, and, and had a little bit of an extended practice because of it, they had two days between games. And now you've seen they 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 stopped Buffalo. Buffalo didn't score at all in the power play. They were the number on the you know they were the number one ranked power play. Um, they gave up the one goal to Pittsburgh on the power play. But overall, the PK is now looking better. Uh, they're going to I imagine they'll do the same thing with the power play. I mean, they have the horses. They don't have a goal scoring problem. They're fourth in the NHL in scoring. So it, it's not that it's you know you got to work on those things. And and when you have players in and out of the lineup, and so many players are out and just got back. Like the one thing, the power play is about skill because you just don't want to go in there, rip shots, and bang for rebounds. You have an advantage, so you want to move the puck a lot, right? Because that's where you really can create an advantage and a high danger and high quality scoring chance. But when you first come back after not playing, you know, the hands aren't always in sync with the head and with the feet and everything else. Mm-hmm. So it, it needs repetition, it needs some work. And, um, but, but I think they have the skill to do it. I mean, they absolutely do. I mean, if you're fourth in the NHL in scoring, you got the score. You have the skill to score on the power play. Uh, just to get back on the Niskanen thing for for a second, going into the season, my concern um, was scoring. I just I just didn't think because you had a lot of younger players that were coming. Through, like Morgan Frost was coming up, and, and a lot of these younger players who actually was playing really well. It's a shame. Um, you know, a lot of these younger players. I'm like, man, where are they going to get the scoring from? Defense, they'll be fine. They'll be fine because they were great last year against, you know, least amount of shots allowed during the season and all this stuff. And now we're, like, obviously it's no news to anybody. We're seeing what's happening here. It's It's been the uh, the exact opposite where the scoring, like you said, the scoring's been fine and the defense has just been erratic, to, to say the least. Yeah, and, a, lot um, of it, a lot of it's team defense, though, too. Mm-hmm. Lane Vigneault talked about it today. And it was interesting because Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic asked him the question about the process and, you know, defensive breakdowns. And Elaine's answer was all about the forecheck. So, like, if you first – like, you're first listening to the question and then the answer, you're going, does he know he's talking about our team defense, not theirs? Because you're going, why is he talking about the forecheck? But he's absolutely right. And here's how he's right. And he's talking about the forecheck and getting pucks deep. And you've heard him several times talk about getting pucks behind their D. Mm-hmm. When you go in and you're on a rush – and you go to get your forecheck going, and you don't get – if you get the puck deep behind their D, now you can establish a forecheck. You you know, they run what's called a 2-1-2 split forecheck. For F1 goes to the guy with the puck, takes him. F2 goes right to his defensive partner and takes that option away, the 12-foot pass behind the net. Okay, now he has to go up the boards. As soon as that happens, then the D-man on the point goes right down the boards. The, high, the F3 now swings, covers the point. That's the 2-1-2 split forecheck. All right. That's why it's so effective if you get in on it and do it properly. And they did it last year too perfectly. But if you don't get pucks deep, if you don't get pucks down below the dot or the bottom of the circle or down below the goal line, now all of a sudden the other team's going and transitioning because you run a two, one, two split, two forwards are deep. Right. And now they're coming the other way with momentum against you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have wingers to drop back into the neutral zone 
and create and take there's three lanes in the neutral zone to take away those lanes they can now come through the neutral zone enter your zone usually on an odd man break because you're running the two one two and that's why the four check predicates your defense and they didn't do a good job of it it was one of the reasons why they were getting giving up so many high danger chances off the rush and you saw the penguins on the one goal connecting did not get it deep they're going three quarters of the ice the other way instead of having to go 200 feet. It's a huge difference because they don't just grab the puck anymore and regroup and, you know, circle around. They get the puck and they go right back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a stretch pass right back up the ice. As soon as wingers see a turnover in their D zone, they're shooting up the ice yeah. to then stress you and spread you thin. Is that something that maybe AV kind of makes an adjustment to? Because like, do you think that's a personnel nope. thing now? No. No, it's a so. detail thing. Yeah, it's a detail. Of, it's it's a little practice. detail of the game. Yeah. Like it, it. Okay, guys, we can't flutter pucks into the zone. We got to get it in deep. They did if that last night towards it the in, end. At the end of the game, they had a chance to clear it deep, and instead he just he barely got it over the red line. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're trying to clear it here. You got like 30 seconds left, and they barely cleared it out. Luckily, they. I mean, they scored at the end to tie it up at the yep. very end. Yeah. It's like if yeah. You I mean, you got to get pucks deep. You have to get their defense turning their back to the. the to the ice, you have so to. You th- so you think um, with what's going on with them, it's it's not a personnel thing. Like it, like you think it's an execution. Yeah, I'm look defensively. I think they need a top D man. I think they need a top four D man, and they need to solidify a partner for Provorov. The changing guys from Gossis Bear to Phil Myers to Travis Sanheim to Justin Braun is not good because you can see Provorov thinking because he doesn't have you know it, playing D is a lot like playing offensive line. You need chemistry and continuity so he can just throw the puck behind the net knowing Niskanen's there, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a different partner, that guy might set up higher. He might want it in a different spot. You know, you don't have time to think at that level. So I still think they need to make a deal to acquire that kind of guy. Um, and, you know, whatever you have to give up to get him, we'll see, and depending on who the player is, obviously. But um, from an offensive standpoint, yeah, I mean, they have tremendous depth. They're so deep down the middle, which is so important. I mean, you have five good centers on the team. I mean, you have Couturier, Hayes, Nolan Patrick, who's starting to play a little bit better now. Lawton's a good center, and Giroux can obviously move into the middle as well. So you got a lot of options there. Um, and you have good wingers, and guys like Nolan. Nolan's starting to come around now. Um, he didn't play hockey for almost two years. Uh, Lindblom's really come around in the last four games. And, um, you know, with everybody back and healthy and, and slotted properly, I mean, offensively, they're as deep as anybody in the league. Yeah, like, you're, start, you're starting to see the fancy passes that didn't go so well in the beginning. The fancy passes are going better now. Yeah. Yep. That's because that's because everything's dialing in. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that just and that stuff takes time. Like those those are highly skilled, pa- you know, seam passes, and they got to be perfect. And it, it takes time to be able to to get your game in order. I mean, you got to think about it. Usually, you see like anywhere between eight and ten or eleven preseason games. And it usually takes a team still 10 to 12 games to get into the season to really get dialed in, right? Mm-hmm. This year you had a nine-day camp, no exhibition games, and they wanted these teams to come out and look like they were polished. They weren't going to be polished. Mm-hmm. Jason, so, I, got, I got a question for you. Um, throwing, throwing a little bit in a different direction, what's what's your thoughts on Hextall with Pittsburgh? Do you think that he's going to be able to kind of turn him around? Do you think he's going to make some moves to get rid of some of their, you know, older, you know, so I hope he his ass off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, my read on it, and I texted with Ron 
real quick after he got the gig. Um, but my read on it, and this isn't from him, but my read on his availability when he met with the Pittsburgh media, based on what he said was, hey, we're going to do everything we can this year to win. If we see a deal out there that can help us this year, we're going to do it. Then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Um, so it tells me that he believes the team needs to be rebuilt. And I think that's what he's going to do. He's a builder. It's, it's what he's good at, draft and develop. Well, they didn't, they didn't hire him to do anything but build, right? I mean, that's yeah. that seems to be his role. He builds. No, and- you weren't. I mean, Jim Rutherford, his predecessor, um, was a push all the chips in the middle of the table every chance he got. And, and and good on him because you had Crosby, you had Malkin, and you had Latang. But Malkin's 34, Crosby's 33. You know, eventually the credit card bill comes due, and it comes with a lot of interest, and they're going to they're gonna pay for it because they don't have a lot of picks. They don't have a lot of prospects. And it's going to take some time. It's just a question of, you know, wh- which ones of those three that I mentioned stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so so speaking, um, going back to the Flyers, you're saying um, make a move for, you know, a, a top defenseman or, like, who do you have in mind? Like, do you is there anybody you see that could potentially they could trade for? Well, there's a guy out there now, Matias Eckholm's his name uh, from the Nashville Predators, Predators plays over yeah. 20 minutes a night. He's a fit, not a perfect fit for a couple of reasons. One, they'd ideally like to get a top pair guy to play with Provorov. That's a right shot. He's a left shot, Eckholm is. But he's played a little bit of the right side, so that's good. Um, and the other part is he's got a year on his contract after this, and there's, a, and there's an expansion draft. So whatever you give up to get him, um, you could be giving up with nothing in return after this year because he could be selected in the expansion draft. So if you were to give up, say it was going to cost you Bobby Brink and a first, and you get him, and you have him for this year and you don't win the cup, right? And then even if you do win the cup, doesn't matter. The expansion draft comes and you don't protect them because you can't protect them. You have to you have to protect Proveroff, Sandheim, and Myers. Mm-hmm. And right. if you don't protect them, then and Seattle takes them, then you just gave away – a first, Bobby Brink, and you have nothing to show for it. I, I don't know how attractive he would be for a team like Seattle because he doesn't have a big contract. They're usually looking for bigger contracts to get to the floor, number one. Number two, are they interested in a 31-year-old defenseman? I don't know. Right. But there's a risk involved, no doubt about it. So you have to consider. And you could go, well, all right, then we can go to Seattle and say, we'll give you a second-round pick and you take this player. But now, Okay, so now you've given up a first, Brink, a second, and another player to get Eckholm. Mm-hmm. So it it's not as easy as it wants it. Plus you're in a flat cap world, so you can't really take on exorbitant amounts of money. Eckholm fix, he's three point six million, so you could fit it. Other guys you can't. Um and you know, trading away like oh no, well, let's give him Gossis Bear. Well, they don't want that. They want to rebuild. They don't want a four and a half million dollar guy that is scuffling along and has been a healthy scratch. Yeah. They want prospects and they want draft picks, guys that don't have a price tag attached to them. It's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah, I keep seeing his name floating around as well. I, I think he's he's the uh, he's the hot name right now. Uh, yeah, what's well, it's obvious they need to they need to rebuild. So he's an obvious name. They're not going to trade Yossi. Not that you could fit it anyway, or or Ryan Ellis. So mm-hmm. what are you drinking? What do you? What do you? That's the most. This is the most important question I'm going to ask him. What are you drinking? Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing. Oh, I thought I you had a beer. What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you? Uh, I was drinking a Diet Coke earlier. Oh, <laughs> oh you're right. I got a bunch of, this guy right. sent me a bunch of beer called uh, Poke Check. <laughs> what? <laughs> from some brewery up in Lehigh. McCall oh, really? Brewery. Poke Check? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, huh. Pretty cool stuff. I'd sit over there on my table. <laughs> well, oh, go man. get one. Yeah, what do you? <laughs> yeah, it's not cold. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nothing like a good Poke Check. 
That's right. <laughs> I, I busted out the poke check a couple times in beer league this year. Yeah. One guy on my team's like, where'd those come from? Like, I'm old school on y'all. I got a guy on a poke check on a breakaway. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've been watching Hextall videos. Yeah. Poke. That's awesome. I thought you were I thought you were drinking something earlier. Yeah, you're right. Diet nah. Coke's nothing. Nah. <laughs> Just chewing and hanging out. <laughs> there you go, man. Now we, we, we as always, man. We we appreciate you uh, you coming on. You know what? Um, not to break away from the sports for a second, but maybe it's not a bad thing. Um, right before you came on, we were we were talking about, uh, and if you want a couple of minutes to think about it, we can talk about something else in between. The five albums that blew you away when you first heard them, completely blew your mind the first time you heard them. You're like, whoa! Not necessarily your fi- your five favorite albums. You the know? ones that just blew my mind. Yeah, completely oh, blew your mind. I can think of I, – I, I can probably come up with it. Okay, so the first one was Blizzard of Oz. Ooh. Oh, you just – you just Gary's pants just got – Gary's pants just got – Yeah, that was – that was like, holy cow. This is yeah. Just the cover of the, of the album was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, you know, Ozzy there holding that cross. It was like, oh, my God, this is so – wrong but so right uh so blizzard of oz absolutely one of them okay. um the wall from pink floyd okay um is another one I, i'm a little younger so like dark side didn't hit me like the wall did mm-hmm. um I, I, I gotta be i guess it's probably master uh-huh. master uh-huh. puppets um it's my favorite band my, it's not my favorite metallic album but it's your favorite that's justice probably for, the one justice for all right yeah. The, well, the, the thing was, we were talking about this, Jason, and I'm sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth, but the what, what blows, what makes you a song like an album blow you away is the opener, and mm-hmm. the opening battery is just yeah. unbelievable. Black yeah, the acoustic, Black dun, dun, yeah. Dun, you know, it's like whoa, fuck. that build and up, then he, and then they just continue to pummel you <laughs> for the rest of the album. You know what I mean? Like it just um, keeps going straight through batteries. Oh. Master puppets, the thing that should not. Oh, yeah, it's just. Then you get sanitarium. I mean, I know the songs yeah. more. Leper Messiah, Disposable Heroes is oh, fucking disposable off the charts. Heroes. Yeah, Orion, and then Damage. I mean, it's so good, yeah. right? Um, so probably Master. Um, you know, for me, it wasn't vulgar. It was far beyond driven that blew my mind and just exploded my brain mm-hmm. here and dime on that album. It wasn't Cowboys for me. It was far beyond driven. When yeah, I heard far beyond driven, I was like, I strength agree with, I agree with that like, too. Oh. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm actually not a huge fan of the Cowboys from hell album, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little cheesier, right? Yeah. Like there's some cool stuff. Like hollow's got like a cool melodic thing to it. And Cowboys, the song is good. Cemetery um, Domination's a good tune. But when I get to like strength beyond strength, then throws of rejection and shit like that like i'm coming like, slaughtered oh yeah yeah, yeah. just just yeah. well slaughtered's just ridiculous right um friend last night while you slept I- yeah <laughs> it's just so good and dime is just yeah. so chunked out on it it's so good um so that one for sure um what other ones kind of i guess i got one more right i'm trying to think of something like non-metal that kind of blew me away. Yeah, um, Dr. Dre the Chronic was on my list. Yeah, that's not on mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, one that really 
I think is a perfect album. We used to call these Sega albums when I was in college because you could play Sega Genesis for like five uh, yeah, hours yeah, yeah. and you wouldn't have to fast forward through any songs. Dirt from Alice in Chains. Oh, oh yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just so good. I mean, from Them Bones and I think Sick Man's the best song on the album. Nice. Uh, Rain hate when the I feel. die. Love, hate, love. Right? Is that on Dirt? Uh, no, love, hate, love's not. No, no it's not. No. That's on facelift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but you have. Yeah, I mean, you have the song "Dirt." Um, God's so back good. on that too. God's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> so crazy. good. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. one of those ones where you're like, you know, you just you tune your guitar down a half step and you just play the whole album. It's just so much fun. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dirt. Man, I didn't think about Allison when I did mine. Yeah, there, I there's thought so- about the a bit. Which one? The unplugged album. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's Lane's so good in that performance that mm. it's like eerie how good he is in that performance. I mean, I, one of the greatest I, lyrics of all time is the, the one from um, the open nutshell. Nutshell. Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, phew, man, just uh, this awesome stuff. What a great, what, great, what, like, what a great song. Great the opening. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, great song. The oak come because they all come out once because they're all playing their in particular part, in particular parts, and they all come out and they all. Uh, that was that was that's a great opener for sure. And Lane show. just sits down and starts going, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" It, it's like he's just speaking. He's so like under, like he was just so like chill. Yeah, yeah. But then when he opened his mouth, it was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. There's no straining. It was just like, no, like he's perfect. sitting there and he's just. And then this amazing note. Yeah. Play. Oh, he was so good. Completely yeah, effortless. Yeah, yeah, he was so I, good. And you know, I, like I always look at lyrics from songs like that. I have a bunch that you know, that like I, I find like that are like insanely great lyrics, right? Like there, there's actually a, a a Pearl Jam song I think is a great lyric, but um, you know, the, the line from Nutshell is I think he says. And yet I find my, I, yet I find repeating in my head, if I can't be own, my own, I'd be, I'd feel better I dead. Good, I mean, it's yeah. a great line. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the Pearl Jam one, I, I know that I've lived, I know that I've died. The in-between is mine. So that's just mm-hmm. a great line. So down, the like lyrics like blow you away. Are you a nothing more fan? No, I'm not. No. No. You, just, you want to get into yeah. a, you want to get into a lyricist. Um, they're 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 a great band, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to they, check it they, out. I, I've listened to a little bit of it, but I haven't really spent time with it. Okay. Um, like I'm so stuck on my the same music. Like I haven't I don't have listened to anything new in forever. <laughs> you yeah, know, I tell you, I tell yeah, you, I, like, yeah, like, don't exist. <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, "What? You listen to the same shit all the time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well." I, I like yeah, what I like, like. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like, like Ryan was saying. Actually, I listened to him yesterday. Ryan, uh, stories we tell ourselves by nothing more. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's just every song has a story. Like, and they don't. God, it's so it's so good, and the music's so good, and uh, they don't do anything too crazy, but like, enough where it drowns out the, the lyrics. You know, you can hear everything yeah. crystal clear, and he has a great voice. Yeah, it might take it might like, take a little time to get used because, like, when I first listened to him, like eh. acquired taste. Yeah, I tell you what, other album blew my mind. Oh, was System of the Down's first album. Dude, uh, speaking of an acquired taste, like I heard that the first time. The first time I ever heard it, it wasn't even out yet. I was I was pretty tight with Des. Do you know Des Fafara from Cold Chamber and and the singer Devil Driver? No, the band, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
they were on Roadrunner and they were touring around with like Ozfest and all that stuff back in the early 2000s. And I knew Des really well. And we were partying one night and he was playing it. I'm like, who the fuck is this? It was like the Dead Kennedys meet fucking Slayer. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I didn't like it at first. And then I had a long ride home, a long ride one time. And I just listened to the whole album. And I'm like, it just fucking like clicked. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is brilliant, you know? And <laughs> I fell in love with that album and that band. And That's another album a- with, the, with the opener. The opener is Sweet Pea. Sweet mm-hmm. Pea, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I tell you what, Matt. And then Matt. No is the second song. It's so yeah. good. I mean, you Atwa. You ever know why? Matt and Hunky yep. played that one night on YSP, obviously. And um, they, they were like, all right, we're going to play something here. We don't know how you're going to take it. And they yeah, played it's different. They, they played Spider. Spiders by. And yeah, I remember I was, I was working night shift and I went, and I just, I was glued. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And so they were like, crazy. all right, we know that was different, but, you know, let us know what you we think. And everyone was just like, it was great. Ah, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That was a good, that's a good pull right there, man. It's, um, yeah, but like the sure. second album comes out and, you know, it's got Prison Break on it mm-hmm. and The Prison. And then like, you know, the hits that were on that album with mm-hmm. Toxicity and all that shit. But, uh, and then when the double, the, the Mesmerize and, and Hypnotize album came out, like, I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, Darren dialed in his musicianship mm-hmm. in chunk and you could hear his influence more and more where it wasn't as raw and just surge. It was a lot more Darren, which was real melodic and fucking trippy. Like he was a maniac. Surge is, and Surge's new solo song. I don't know if you heard it yet. Is uh he has a new mm-hmm. solo album coming out. That that song was pretty freaking good. I'm like, it's weird. Yeah. It sounds like a fir- like an album that should have been on the first system album or a song that should have been on the first system album. And apparently he's writing these songs or all these songs that are coming out on this album were written for system. And he just yeah. recorded because yeah. they're not yeah. getting, you like, know, they can't get their shit like together. They were intended to do another system album and they, they can't get together. So he said, yeah. fuck it. I'm putting these out. Yeah, they're just there's a lot of fucking weirdos in that band <laughs> like darren's a fucking weirdo but he's yeah. a great musician so i can listen to scar scars on broadway yeah, that's good stuff. Yet, but that's that's one on my bucket list that's oh, oh i've seen him so many times they're so good yeah, I've, seen them, I've seen them three or four times it's blown one away time. like awesome yeah surge is great lives holy fuck this dude look at his fucking crazy hair weird looking dude i played basketball with him at ozfest backstage one day it was hilarious yeah he was awesome uh that's pretty like a good ball player yeah yeah he's a good athlete he's a good soccer player too armenian he's in your face yeah yeah I'm that's, gonna crush you. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. He's like, oh, oh. Like, gave me some weird fucking noise. Oh. You know, like, what the hell? He's like breathes in air and makes a sound. It's like uh, you know, it's a Chappelle, it's a Chappelle stick. Uh, skip. Yeah, they're playing with Prince, but instead of Surge, he's like, you know, doing weird kinds of shit. Uh, yeah. Classic, man. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I mean, there was something you just mentioned earlier, and I. I uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. There was there was a band you mentioned earlier, and I was like, "Oh, I want to talk about that." And I forget. It'll come to me. It'll come to me for sure. Yeah, oh, we man. totally went off the rails. We're talking flyers. All of a sudden, we go totally into music. Oh man! <laughs> Welcome to the show. But yeah. I knew, like, when, when 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 he was coming on, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask him that question. <laughs> the five hours. Like, that that's been like one cool thing about the pandemic is like being at home home all the time. And I, I'm, like, I'm in my studio in my house now. I have like a whole studio space, soundproofed and everything. And I just got back into playing, 
because there was so much time on your hands. So like, I, I didn't, you know, I would pick up the guitar as much as possible, but it was just difficult with, you know, three kids and the whole thing. And then I got into like modelers, ant modelers. And like, I've been searching my whole life for the fucking injustice for all tone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know how to play that whole album, mm-hmm. but I never played it with the tone. Mm-hmm. And I found this ant modeler called, uh, it's a bias, bias FX two by a company um, called positive grid. And they have this amp match technology and they have a tone cloud. And like, I can put a tone, a track in there of Metallica's guitar track, right. and then it'll build it for me. What? Exact. And I can just download this tone and it's got the amp heads and the fucking speakers and the compression and the distortion wow. and the scoop and the MIDI. And I fucking hit the note and it's justice. Yeah. I'm like, finally, <laughs> fuck. I can That's play awesome. this and it sounds right. So, so, and, and, so injustice for all, uh, there's there's more trouble than than uh, there's probably a lot of bass in that too because they cover up for the bass there guitar. The bass is way high. There's no mids. There's no mids, which is typical Metallica. Totally scooped out. Yeah. Yeah. No mids. A lot of like more than halfway treble and almost all the way bass, right? And yeah, and not nearly as dirty as like Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. They oh, started to scoop a lot more in Master. Totally scooped it out in Injustice big time. And the black album, they just got a little more fat, mm-hmm. more, yeah. more. They added more layers, serial tone to it. Yeah, right. yeah. So, but I, I mean, I have every one of those downloaded. Like, if I want to play, you know, "Don't Tread on Me," I have that fucking tone. If I want to play, you know, the the beginning of Sanitarium, that clean tone, mm-hmm. right? Fuck, I got that. I have them all. Oh, that's awesome. And then I got, and I'm big. I'm really big into Tool too, like mm-hmm. guitar wise, mm-hmm. just for the time signatures and everything else. And like Numa is the song, I'm like, I got to figure this fucking song out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on, got the tone. Had is that, the how, is that how it's pronounced, Numa? I was like, Numa. Yeah. Like pneumonia? Like Numa. <laughs> yeah, it's Numa. Numa. Okay. It's a lyric in the song. Did you, Numa. Did, did, did you wa- yeah, you're right. Dumbass. <laughs> did you watch the video of Danny Carey playing that song live? Like, I'm like, this fucking guy. Like, it, it, that song's it, the same uh, time. Yeah, that's the synth breakdown part where he's just like, he's doing something over else over here and a different time to signature. I, I, my like, brain can't function that way. I can't. I can't do that. Like, I, you know, I'm, I don't have a camera turned the right way, but a couple guitars and I got an electronic drum set over here. And I try to mess with. Yeah. You know, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm done. Like, I got some bass over here. The only thing he doesn't do in that song is play anything in four four. Everything's in. Seven nine. It's like the switches at the drop of a dime. Yeah. It's like what is going on? Yeah, but he's unreal. Man. Lateralis is the first album that I heard when they really took that to another level, and then yeah. when they did a little bit, but that the Lateralis. Well, actually... Anima a little bit, like Eulogy and Anima and Forty Six and Two. Mm-hmm. Little got, got kind of into that where they were going. Then Lateralis, they took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Then Parabola. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's. Oh yeah, that that symbol so, work, yeah, the hi hat work, and that in parabola. I'm like, how do yeah. it dry? It drives me. Actually, it hurts my head. Like I'm like, how yeah. did they do that? And his hi hats in the middle of his set. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not uh, even off to the side. It's the weird. Yeah. I, I, nah. Forget it. I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, like you see guys like that, and you're just like, I don't even want to pick up my instrument. <laughs> no. That's the thing. I tried playing along. I'm like, I just put my sticks down. I turn the thing off. I'm like, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm going back upstairs. I'm yep. done. Because <laughs> what I'm doing is not doing not anything near what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool though, man. 
Yeah, no, that, you, you're you're dead right though, man. Because um, you know, during the pandemic thing, you know, you got a little more home time, a little more. Check out my fat ass on the treadmill or something this time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing. I like, like live in my studio now. It's like an apartment. I yeah. Have a fucking. I, I got a futon that I haven't put up into a couch in forever because I sleep on it every night. And I got one of those, like, four-inch mattress toppers, like, memory foam things. Mm-hmm. But, like, my wife goes to bed at, like, fucking eight. So, like, I used to watch TV in the bedroom on my iPad with headphones. Mm-hmm. But I have a big screen here, so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just stay down here so I sleep down here every night. <laughs> Play guitar. Great. Yeah, you're, you're relieving your teenage years, man. You're, like, you're playing music at late. You know, you're the fucking apartment. <laughs> I go upstairs, get all the kids to bed, and I come down here. And I'm fucking. I got fucking seven guitars in here. Yeah. Dime bags over there on the wall. It's great. You get, you awesome. get to watch TV. You don't have to rub feet, and you don't have to talk. Nope. <laughs> and I get the whole bed to myself, brother. There you go. She's sleeping like a fucking champ up there. I'm sleeping yeah. like a champ down here. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. And, and it's cool because like if like it's eleven o'clock at night and I feel like just fucking picking it up and playing, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you got a fridge down there? Keep your beer cold. Apparently uh, right not. Below me. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. My, I'm basically in my garage. My garage has 20 foot ceilings, and we built. My father in law is a contractor, mm-hmm. so we built a loft in it that's totally insulated, heated, the whole thing. Oh, nice. Awesome. nice. Right. You're in Delco, yeah. right? <laughs> Chester County, Chester. Westchester. That same thing. That's not the same Believe thing. Me, it's I, not. I, I, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it's not. <laughs> Fucking Delco. Uh, that's cool, man. <laughs> How, so how's the uh, how's the pregame and and how's the Flyers you know pregame postgame show treating you? How's everything going with that man? You you still enjoying it's it? It's good. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I do all the road games from right here, <laughs> which is awesome. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask you if you went to Tahoe. I wasn't sure if you were with lucky that, enough to go. With that, yeah. Do you do the, like with that backdrop? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. We should I do all the fly, all the road games from here. I do the home ones at at home in the building. So it'll be nice on Sunday when there's actually fans back. Yeah, it's how you weird feel? being there without it. How do you feel about that? Like, I'm glad. Thank fucking God, right? I mean, yeah. It's here's how I would like kind of equate it. You know, we all go to the shore in the summer. We get out on the shore, right? Mm-hmm. So you get down the shore in the summer, and you, like you look at the beach where you get a fucking wildwood sea isle or sea whatever. There's all these people. It's like totally alive, right? And then you go down there in the winter, and you walk on the boardwalk, and, you, and the, you see the same beaches, same fucking ocean, and there's nobody there. It's just dank. That's what it's like being in the building. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's fucking like depressing. Kind of eerie. Yep. Here, it's like, geez, this place was so alive six months ago in, in July. Now it's fucking cold and miserable, but it's still, everything's the same. Mm-hmm. The first wheel's still there. It's not moving, but yeah. everything's still there. I can't wait to hear, like, even 3,000 fans, how loud they can be. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Look, I hope that the, the buildings are full as soon as possible. I can't wait. So, Jason, do you enjoy not traveling, or do you miss traveling? Um, I only limited travel anyway. Traveled anyway recently because of my my radio gigs, but um, I like being on the road a little bit. But it's been fine. I, I don't mind doing it from here. There's advantages to doing it from here for sure. Yeah. Jay, what's one of your most memorable interviews? Mm. Interviews. Um, well, I, I remember I was talking to. God, this is probably like five years ago. Um, Chris Vandevelde was in in between periods. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest player. It's not the interview. That's not the part that's in there. <laughs> good. Um, but it was when Bundy was doing in between the benches, Chris Terrian. And I'm in a room right off the tunnel behind the Flyers bench called NBA One. 
and Bundy, that's where Bundy would come in between periods. That's what, that was where we all hung out in there. And um, interviewing Van Develde off the ice, and Bundy always came in like a minute later because he was coming from in between the benches. And he comes walking in. And as he walks right by us, he just goes, and just fucking farts so loud. I mean, it goes <laughs> over my mic. And we just couldn't even continue the interview. <laughs> Van Develde's like, how do I even go forward? I'm like, just get out of here. <laughs> and Bundy's just dying. And, and he was always doing shit like that. But that oh, was a good that's one. That's fantastic. Did you see? Did you and see? The, the other one was oh, uh, when Hartnell was on the team. Uh, like, one thing people don't see is what happens, like, even after a shift when a player goes down the hallway, because they're usually going down there because they're pretty friggin' irate at themselves, usually. And you'll, you'll see players walk down there and just smash sticks and mm-hmm. just go nuts for a minute and then go back out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked, I asked for my guests with like a minute left in the period to, I, I tell the guy from Flyers PR who it is, who I want. And I usually don't know who it is until they actually come in though. But I'll say, Hey, so I said, Hey Zach, get me Scott Hartnell here. So he goes, all right. And Scott's on the ice at the time. Oh, no. And he takes a real bad penalty with like 10 seconds left in the period, like <laughs> dumb penalty. Right. So he comes in and and Zach's doorway and waves Scott in. Scott comes in and he just takes his stick and two by fours my broadcast desk. And I have a brand new freaking can of Coke sitting right there. Oh. And he nails it. And the can isn't even open, it just explodes. <laughs> Copenhagen everywhere. And I'm like, all right. He's like, let's do it. And then we just and we did it. We did the interview. It was fine. So I come in the next next game and I'm sitting in there getting ready and What's he getting you a nice Diet Coke? <laughs> he comes walking in and he's got like this sheepish look and he just walks over to my table and goes and gives me three cans. He's like, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a stand up dude right there. Oh, that's so how how about the uh the, the story that, that came out? I, I'm sure you, you know you know his background. You you know, you work you know with Bundy and stuff, but the story that came out with Bundy or about Bundy and what he's doing now and, and everything and yeah. his past. And that yeah. was an amazing right up, amazing story. And um, I, I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's doing well, man. You know, Chris, yeah, Chris was he, a good dude. He was in a, he was in a tough spot for a while. And, you know, I saw it up close. Um, you know, he, he was not in a good place and uh, I, I'd known he was doing this for a while now mm-hmm. um, for at least six months. And, and he was just like, just keep it quiet because I just want to kind of announce it on my own and kind of, you know, kind of get it out there. And, and once it's the right time and, and he's, he's putting a lot into it. Um, he's going to be good at it cause he's a good dude. And I think he can help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when people see, you know, we look at pro athletes, like they're not human, you know, we, they're, they're almost like, you know, superheroes or characters, but there's a lot of guys that, that are dealing with that, that are professional athletes. And there's a lot of people just with the pandemic that are dealing with it. And when they see a guy that they look up to like that, that was a professional athlete and seemingly had everything to, you know, going right in his life, money and fame and, you know, being a pro athlete and still struggling. I think that can help a lot of people. So I'm really proud of him. I'm really glad that he's doing it. Um, what exactly is it? I'm sorry. Uh, he he bought into and owns now a recovery center in Fishtown. Oh, and, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, and he's um he's a recovering alcoholic. So I knew um, I knew he was like I knew that I didn't know he bought a recovery. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. So he was just he was in a bad way, and um, he he just let it. You know, a lot of things happened at kind of the same time for him, mm-hmm. um, where he uh, 
you know, they had the lockout. They missed that entire season. That was not good for him at that time. And he lost his sister suddenly to a, a heart ailment. Oh. Like, and it was his only sibling. It was his best friend. And, and that just sent him into a spiral and into, into a lifestyle that um, was, un, was unable to be, you know, it, it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And he realized it. And, you know, he kind of went back and forth for a few years. He'd, he'd go be sober for a while and then fall off. And, you know, like a lot of people. And, um, but now, now he's, now he's, you know, doing a lot with this recovery center and they're going to help a lot of people. Yeah, addiction is a bitch. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's one thing like about our, you know, since we, since we've been doing the podcast, um, that's one thing we've learned. Like I, I've, I've been fortunate, but unfortunate at the same time. I've, I grew up being able to meet people, meet famous people and stuff. Cause my youngest sister was, was sick with cancer and. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to a lot of found, you know, uh, fundraisers and stuff like that and, and, uh, all that stuff. But, but even that I wasn't able to really grasp and, and you kind of, lo- it's, it's true. Like you lose reality, you lose the sense that these people are human beings and we've been doing the podcast yep. and it's even something as silly as we do, what we do, you know, we drink beers and we talk to people and we hang out and we laugh and we make inappropriate jokes and we do all this talk about Chris Taren farting. Um, but all this stuff is the truth. Like you, you feel like you know, it, Brett Myers. We had Brett Myers on several times with us, mm-hmm. and you find out more about the person every time you have them on. You, yep. Jason, every time we have you on. I mean, you know, when, when we first met you, I only knew you as the guy on the radio with the pretty cool voice, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, got to know a little bit about you, and and you know, Lenny Dyke. We've had Dykstra on several times, and all right, you know what? That's a bad example because we still don't know anything <laughs> about Lenny Dyke. No, I'm I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. <laughs> Everything oh, no, 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 well, no. I, I, I brought him person every time. I brought going, him up so. for a reason. I, I was, I was only kidding. I brought him up for a reason. Lenny has, has, he's improved big time. Yep. Since the last time we well, had. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a public perception of people based on what you see, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. perceive that as, you know, they got to realize too, like, as radio performers, like you're a certain way on the air. Like a lot of, a lot of the guys that I've worked with over my career they have a perception of what they're like all on, you know, people think they are off the air, what they are on the air. And they're not, they're not even close. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're playing a character because you're performing. It's and yeah, I mean, so it, you're entertaining and everything's heightened and it's different. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, you know, athletes and people in broadcast and people that you think have it all together. A lot of times don't. There's a lot of insecurity that comes with being uh, a public figure. You know, there's a lot of ego that comes with it. It's a it's a rare combination, but it's very prevalent. High ego and tremendous insecurity. They don't seem like they'd go together, right? Mm-hmm. But they do. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they really do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the ego feeds the insecurity. Like the mm-hmm. your insecurity ego, feeds the ego is an yeah, overcompensation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to be the best, and if you're you're always striving for the best, and if you feel like you're not the best, and it's it's eating at you, and that's mm-hmm. that's the insecurities. Yeah, I mean, as a as a radio guy, like so many years, like in the beginning of your career, you're doing everything to be everybody that you listen to and like, and you're not being authentic. But eventually, you hopefully get to the point where you can just say, you know what, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just gonna, I would take elements of guys that I listen to and I like, and and it's part of what I do, but. Um, I have to be authentic because eventually if you're on enough, 
if you're not authentic, I think people are smarter than you think. They they see right through mm-hmm. it. It's all phony. I mean, if you and if you're being phony, and there's a lot of phony guys in Philly. Oh, dude, I yeah. Yep. To it, and and you you know you know you point out a guy that's on the air that's sitting there like, all right, what's the worst angle I could take on this? It's going to drum up controversy. Yeah, what, I mean, look I, at Joe Giglio. I, I mean, it's a freaking disgrace to the industry. He's, he's I, literally the person. That thank I you. I got a, I got banned. Art Corner Pub Sports. I don't have a personal. <laughs> I used to have. A, I used to have a personal account. I got rid of it. Our Corner Pub Sports account got got punished, uh, banned for a week because I went after him. Basically, he made, when when Wentz was traded, he goes, "This is the greatest day in Philadelphia history." And yeah, I said, he's an idiot. "I said something about I, I literally quote I quote I hope you choke on a bag of Richards." And yeah. and he reported it and got me banned for a week. I'm like, "You fucking like now I'm for on, like that for that what a pussy yeah. to fucking report that right." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So yeah. I, I'm I'm. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's, I think it just makes the industry disgrace. look bad. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it makes right. the industry look bad because that's where it's gone with these stupid hot takes and, right. you know, that Elliot Shore Parks. The fact that he wrote uh, that yep. he thought that he could score a touchdown in a football game or make a shot in an NBA game mm-hmm. or I don't forget what the hit, other hit, one was. Hit a, base, hit, a baseball. hit a baseball and he couldn't even do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's, there's no way. Like, I might be able to hit a shot, like, if I got lucky in a basketball game. Yeah, I mean, if a guy's uh, guarding you, you got no chance. No, no, I mean, right? Like, I, th- no, there's, there's none. Like on a playground, the guy who watches an NCAA wrestler, a Division One wrestler, and goes, oh, "I was a decent wrestler in high school. He could not pin me." Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, that's how I would pin you in literally four seconds. Like, you know, do a fall away shot or something, and well, that's why get luck. Yeah, and the people, you know, uh, people that were uh, ribbing on uh, Nate Robinson for entering the UFC ring, you know, and he, you know, he gets knocked out. I'm like. I don't give a shit. Like, good, more fucking power to him. First of all, he's a professional athlete. He's already got yeah, kudos, over, you know, and he gets in yep. the ring with someone who's a trained fighter. Good for him. And, he, you know, he he actually took it well. Like, he took the ribbon pretty yep. well. But, nah, like, I, I it, it doing this he has get, helped with that. Like, I, like he, he did get knocked yeah. the fuck out, though. He did. But, you know <laughs> that what? That was entertaining. So, <laughs> yeah. any of us probably would have, too. You know? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I watched I, a 135 pound wrestler of Penn State tie a, an All American linebacker who was drafted by the Chicago Bears up in a knot in six seconds. Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah. Kid named Sanshiro Abi. He was a Japanese wrestler of Penn State in the early 90s. He took Brian Gelsheiser, who was an All American oh, linebacker on the 1914, yeah, yeah, yeah. and tied him in a knot in seven seconds, choked him oh, out. Oh, man. Outside of a fraternity. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and literally, Sonny weighed 135 pounds. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Geltz was like a 250-pound linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah. had no idea what was going to happen to him. Gary, can't hear you. You're, you're... Gary, can't hear yeah, you. Yeah, Gary's talking, and he's like, he's doing all these things. What are you saying, Some of your Gary? best work, Gary. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, you got to take one in the chin. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Man, I tell you. Yeah. But it, it definitely has gained an appreciation, you know, for sure, uh, of all that stuff. Like, like uh you know, just the the talent that's evolved and the skill level and all that stuff. And people, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I forget what I was going with that. Oh yeah, just basically the human element. That's I guess that was yeah. how I started this whole conversation. Is you know the human element of 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 all these people and players and and you know just that people are so obnoxious and rude and you know no, they just they yeah. take advantage of people and they they don't Dark realize it. Twitter world. It, mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's it's a cesspool we're living in right now for sure. Yep. 
big time. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, 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 the best thing you could be is more outraged than the next person over anything. Yeah. Just <laughs> let's see who can say the dumbest shit, right? Yeah. I am, contest. <laughs> kind of reminds you off the air. I'll ask you about something, Jason, if you don't mind. <laughs> but I'm not going to sure. ask you on here. But uh, yeah, man. Um, with, with that being said, I mean, we kept you over an hour here, and uh, you know, as always, you know, we completely just love you coming on and, and it's always a good time with you and uh always yeah we we appreciate it and we're, and we're glad we're able to do it face you know face to face you know so yeah virtually face to face yes yes <laughs> for sure and we've been yeah, well, was cool chill laid back type show too that was that's kind of cool too yeah. probably a little bit like off the off the beaten path from what you usually do so. yeah usually we're like completely hammered we can't understand anything we're saying at this point so i was wondering what condition you boys yeah no, i'm you well, know i'm starting to get there i don't know about the other guys but i'm starting to get uh, there. Gary, 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 like six hours ago see gary gary's <laughs> yeah, eyes gary, oh, you're gary, gary. <laughs> no wonder gary sounds not working yeah yeah that would uh oh, that would man. do it Gary got a promotion, so you know he's he's celebrating tonight. So. Oh, nice! Congrats. Yeah, now he's the lead. Thanks, bro. Club. So <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> so Jason, thank you so much, man. As always, uh, for for joining uh, us no tonight, problem. and uh, yeah, this was this is an absolute uh, this is an absolute treat. So, but um, yeah. when we when we're able to do this shit in person again, man, we would love to get you like live in the studio, man. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, studio, sure. one of our remotes, if we ever do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, just get you live with us. Like, you know, it would be awesome, man. Yeah, we'll meet you. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we'll meet you in Delco. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway to hell. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come to your basement yeah. and do the show. Do you, do you remember doing yeah, this? Yeah, I'll check with the boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, pull up, just pull out another futon. So yeah, we'll, yeah, right? Oh, exactly. Right. Oh, the you, guitar's going. See, oh, dude, that'd be awesome. Do you? Uh, do you? I don't know if it was the last. It wasn't the last time you were on. It's probably a couple times before that. But you recorded this for us. We actually opened the show with this tonight. Hey, this is Jason Martinez from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Stick to Hockey podcast, and you're listening to the drunkest, craziest motherfuckers this side of the Mississippi. Sports <laughs> on Wildfire Radio. Nice. Yeah, it's one of my. That's one of my. Get a new one. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Nah, yeah, you want? It's up to you, man, because that's one of my favorite opens I'll ever. I'll send you one. Yeah, I, all right, I'll cool. send you one. All right, sounds good. That, nice. I love the that quality opening, of that man. blows. Yeah, you're on the phone. That, that's I'm gonna do like my Don right LaFontaine, there. you know, like my fucking movie trailer voice. <laughs> I, 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 In a yeah. world, one show that's more <laughs> fucked up than anyone. <laughs> this. Is Corner Pub Sports <laughs> that whole thing, you dude? Know? You might have to. Hey, hey, oh, that'd be a you know. Jay, before you go, can can you do me a favor, please? Sure. Can, can you do Gargano? What do you mean, Bo? You <laughs> <laughs> gonna have the whole crew with me tonight. <laughs> you know, with him, you know, everything is everything is two things. Uh, you're the best. <laughs> oh, you're the greatest. You're the best. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the best. I got, I got one better. Chop it up. <laughs> Can you do Dwayne's from Dwayne's for from uh, Swedesboro? Uh, I wasn't Dwayne, so I can't do that. Oh, you, you weren't? I thought that was you. I wasn't Dwayne. No, that was Egan. That was Egan doing Dwayne? Yeah, that, no, that was Egan. Oh, man, dude. Oh, nah. my God. I remember driving. I'm like, who the fuck? This guy's fucking nuts. Like, what is going on here? Yeah, no, that oh. was not me. 
Okay, but I you cannot claim but that. But you were, one. but you were aware of it going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought that. I totally thought. I've been that doing was a lot more Bernie Perron. Yeah. These days, that's that's my new one. Hey guys, this is Bernie Perron. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> if the boat is rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> my boat is called the French Connection. <laughs> no, the French. Erection. <laughs> they had an insert erection. <laughs> Red save. He's the best. Oh man, oh, that's fantastic! Oh, holy shit! Is, is that an actual yeah. Bernie? Is that an actual Bernie mask uh, behind you? Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I thought so. It was signed, but he like signed it on plastic and it wiped off. My kids like, hey, look at this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, got, I signed it again. I should got a jersey. <laughs> I signed it again. I should got yeah. jersey, jersey signed by him on this on this wall here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully my kids don't yeah, destroy he's, that. He's man. absolutely awesome. I love to. I love to. Oh, that's him. awesome. Bernie oh. Prime. still yeah. hanging out, still Bernie hanging in there, man. Yeah, he is. He's still hanging. Yeah, he's the best. Still hanging. He's the best. Yeah. He's Only the God saves more than Bernie, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh man you, you still talk to anthony i haven't talked to him in a while I've, i text with him once in a while but yeah. Yeah, i haven't spoken with him in a while yeah yeah i'm never i'm never in this station the show that i do or the shows that i do I oh really do here or i do from parks so oh, okay okay yeah i'm never i haven't i haven't been to the station in like four months okay i passed by you probably didn't wreck it well i i knew who you were but i wouldn't i didn't wear a mask <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was wearing a mask, obviously, in parks. Yeah, I was making a bet the uh, day before the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Midday, yeah. Make yeah. sure you wear a mask. Yeah, you got put a mask on that on that grill. That's <laughs> like grill, bro. Now that, now that you see me, maybe next time, I, you know, if I'm ever over there. Yeah, I'm just look like I'm just... Gonna get a primo mash. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's that face John face John that he's promoting? This is face Don't John. Be, yeah, face yeah, John. Face. Yeah, like I'm so tired of John. Like, okay, uh-huh, enough. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent Like that. Jump the shark when jump the shark. Jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John. Yeah. Palmer's yeah. Palmer John. All that stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I ever. I never. First of all, when I was in high school, um, that was a thing, and it's like I didn't even get it then, and and then it became it, yeah. it came back, and I'm like. No, why? Why is this still a Philly yeah. thing? And now, like it. people just like we do everything, we beat it into the ground, and it's right. beaten into the, the ground. The only joint I like is the uh, Chamonix Creek uh, Juicy Ugly, Juicy. What is it? Ale with nugget. Today, Junior. Is that what it's? I got an ale. You want a juicy? You want a juicy ale with nugget, Mike? Exactly what I want. There you go. I got one for you. All right. Oh man, what the fuck? It's a uh, wet noodle. It's a wet noodle. <laughs> Holy fuck, Gary's buckled. I haven't seen his eyeball since I got on. <laughs> when the eyes are like this, yo, like when we seven thirty, we pregame. You know, as a, Gary's been pregame for two hours before you come on, and he's like, yo, <laughs> yo, I just, Sean, Sean I just want to tell you, I'm fucked up. Really, well, hey, I couldn't tell. I'm still awake. That's a blessing. That's yeah, actually that's true. It's that's actually very impressive. You're only still awake because Jason Martinez is on the show now. <laughs> that is true. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. 
right, boys. I'm going to run. All right, brother. Thank, thank you, you so much, man, man, as always. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Good, man. Yeah, Thanks for awesome. having me. Thanks. It was, right, it was a great game. <laughs> it was a beautiful night. All right. See All you right guys. Take care, brother. All right. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Jason Martinez. Oh, that was cool, man. That was awesome. Gotta take a pick. Yeah. That was uh, absolutely fantastic. Oh, fuck, that's me and you. Like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I said I got to pee, but they won't. You know. eh, fuck them. We're in the show. So- <laughs> I forgot you were ending it with the dude. We didn't do popcorn. Oh, shit. You're right. We got to do popcorn. What are we doing? We can't end just with that. Up. Just double, double it up next week. No. We can do it. No? All right. No, let's do it. Do you have to really piss that bad? I got to pee, yeah. So do you want me to just do popcorn? Yeah, fucking. They walked away. Thank you, Dave. All right. Yeah, Jason was great, dude. That was uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that that was... I had to hear him do it. That was awesome. What year are we on? We are on. Uh, damn, fucking burping. 77. I'm fucking twisted. Gary, you got this or you want me to do it? What's that? Popcorn. Oh, I just got back on. I didn't know we were doing it. Well, yeah, we do it every well, fucking show. The show's show, almost man, three hours old. Yeah, well, All right, well, I just sat the fuck Well, to fucking fuck. read it, you fuck. Fuck you. Fuck, no, oh, fuck God. you. You got it, guy, or you want me to yeah. Star Wars, A New Hope. You don't start at number one. How do you know that's number one? Because I had it up on the phone. Because it's 1977, Star Wars was number one that year. What else was fucking oh, number one in 77? Who cares? <sighs> Jesus Christ. All right, Star Wars is number one, everybody. Uh, how do you fucking do it, then? I just fucking accidentally did oh, Jesus how Christ. How do you fucking do it, then? Why are you getting all mad? He's all mad now because he reads it backwards. <laughs> For real, man. Get your paper. Get your paper, oh, you oh, fuck. I just said that. You to do it? Pick up your Gary, paper. I asked you a question. Relax, bro. Pick up your paper and read it. You didn't ask me a question. You grabbed yeah. that. You grabbed that. Yeah, I didn't growl at you. Stop. You did growl at me. No, he said, are you going to do popcorn? All right, we're ready. We've been ready. We were born ready, brother. Let's do it. Where's Mike? Yeah. Fuck him. Let's go. <laughs> he's, he's getting his dad and uncle's lists. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. The Spy Who Loved Me. The spy Who Loved... Oh, okay. I never saw it, but I heard not... I don't know. I'm July gonna... 13th of 97. Oh. 77. 77. I'm sorry. 77. I apologize. <laughs> 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 Number nine, the deep, June seventeenth of seventy seven. Were you ever in the deep before? Like, were you ever like in a pussy? You're like, fucking falling the fuck in here. Uh, Adele was <laughs> <laughs> rolling in the deep. Uh, <laughs> here we yeah. go. Number eight, a bridge too far. Yeah, you know, know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was June fifteenth. June fifteenth of seventy seven. All right. Uh, number seven. Oh, God. October of... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Fuck with my ass, man. Oh, God. 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 Oh, God
shit. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, number six. Just toss the panties. <laughs> you fat bitch! You fat bitch! <laughs> Yo, Mike. I ain't gonna lie, I might get thrown out. My computer's starting to act up. Alright. That's right, I'm kicking my fuck out. <laughs> Number six. Why are you mad at me? Why is it always me you get mad at because you're drunk and you fucked up a segment? I'm not mad at you. Who said I was mad at you? Fuck you, I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, I gotta uh, try to. Like, my shit. Oh, wait, wait, I think I got it. Number five, the goodbye girl, December twenty first of seventy seven. You fucking pig! <laughs> <laughs> Go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Molly. I can't stay. What the fuck? What is this obsession with you and Molly? Number four, Smokey and the Bandit, yo. Oh, get the fuck! No, Sheet. no. I hate that movie. I, I, hate, so do I, I hate that movie. Number three, Saturday Night Fever. Fuck that, fuck that movie too. Yeah. Number number two, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's a good movie. Good movie. I got hey, hold on, hold on, right hold on. I, I, I gotta I guess. Is number one right Star here. Wars and New Hope? That's a fucking from under kind. Is number one? <laughs> is number one Star Wars and New Hope? You, 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 so you're going to continue? Know? How do we know, Sean? How do we know? All right, then I ain't telling you my fucking honorable mentions. How about that? All right, what's your honorable mentions, Gary? Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck you. No, Sinbad, yeah, Sinbad, the Eye of the Tiger. What a fucking jitbag. You and your fucking car hard hat. Looking like a helicopter pilot. Oh. <laughs> you. Orca. It's okay for you to break balls when you're trying to do a segment. I'm trying to do it. It's okay, right? You're not going to remember this tomorrow. Just read. Yeah, just <laughs> And my, my third honorable mention, Slapshot. Good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> Did he cover it? He covered the... no. no, he covered the paper. Perfect. He covered, dude. He covered the laptop perfectly. That was awesome. That was awesome. Gar, we fight. We argue. I'm so glad you're my brother. I'm more of a kind, yo. I uh, I gotta you're say, man. I, I thought tonight. I thought I'm, t- I'm like a 12 year old's tight pussy, one of a kind. I gotta, you fellas. I gotta pee. Yeah, I thought tonight was going to be a, a, a quickie. Man, this is a, this one of our longest shows ever. Jason Martinez was great. Dude, he was on for an hour. Yeah, dude. we were like, oh, yeah, you know, we're not going to get him on until 11. There's no way. Fucking. It's, 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 like, uh, it's right, 11. Jason. It's 11. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Now, great time, guys. Great show, guys. I, I promised you the, uh, the cake recipe in German. So here you go in the background. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, We'll see you guys I'm next. Not. What? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm a mess. But good things have happened. Nah, you're this. Gary. You're actually <laughs> Gary. You were actually good tonight. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, you're you're fine. I was only breaking your balls about the Star Wars thing. I didn't. I don't care that much, dude. Hey, oh yeah, this ball marker. 
No, nah, he, dude, he wasn't coming at you. You, you. you get defensive with your brother. I always yeah, do. You, you yeah. too. I always. Nah, know. he was. He wasn't coming at you. He was just, hey, you're gonna do, you're gonna do popcorn, you, and you got made out. And then you read the first I one. He read number one first. <laughs> and Ryan and Ryan got on his shit. What the well, fuck, I dude? dude? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, don't know. I drank this whole thing. Oh man. Good luck tomorrow, brother. Yeah. Uh, why you gotta say that? Because you're gonna be in trouble. Jameson's gonna do that to you. All right, we will see you guys next week. Hang out a little bit. Yeah. Corner Plus Sports. See you next week. Thank you guys for watching and joining out. Peace out.